Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! I guess it's hilarious that uh, at this point, uh, the special guest for The Outsider's Edge is the actual co-host of The Outsider's Edge, but you are back with another episode with my brother, my partner in crime, Mr. Carl Irvin. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic as I can, I guess. Uh, Yeah, just kind of, it's been what, three weeks since I've been on the show? Maybe more? I don't even know. Yeah. But uh, just got a lot going on in my personal life and we won't discuss that but um you know trying to trying to fit it in when i can guys i feel bad leaving you but i know you've been able to replace me with someone way better anyway so it's all good you know hopefully i can eventually get consistent one of these days well i mean you're consistent enough for me but all things considered i'm here tonight and tonight is what matters there may not be a tomorrow who knows <laughs> so tomorrow is not promised that's right uh, we missed you though, man. We missed well, you. Uh, well, as you a show. missed me for sure. I don't know about anybody else, but yeah. Mm, no. <laughs> Maybe Ricky and Clive. <laughs> no, Ricky and Clive definitely. Ricky, it, Ricky more than anybody. Um, but yeah, we have shout missed out. you. Shout out to yeah, shout out to the homies. And while we're at it, shout out to my boy Kyle. You know who's kind of my uh my stand-in slash third host, if you will. Yeah, I appreciate that. I do appreciate Kyle. Um. Uh, I haven't said thanks to him personally, even though I talked to him a little bit on, on the Twitters. But, uh, yeah, I do appreciate it, Kyle. I'm sure you're listening. You'll be listening. So uh, thanks for filling in. And um, hopefully I'll be here every week so you can get off my fucking show. All right? Cool. Oh, oh. Okay. Well. Jokes, jokes, jokes. That's fine. So we haven't given you a traditional outsider's edge in about three weeks i think three four weeks so there's been so much that's happened we can't go back we're not going to talk about the kenny omega Chaz and rance thing that's so long ago we're not so a lot of things we want that we could have talked about that we're not but we got some major things to talk about this week that are relevant to right now and there is nothing more relevant in the entire sport of wrestling sport i'm talking about then uh i wish i wish this was a moment where i could be facetious and funny but gotta be serious man hulk hogan back what the fuck yeah hulk hogan um brother (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i i um i'm not surprised right i mean to be i just really i'm really not like well well, let me break it down real quick for the people who because i always somebody who doesn't who doesn't know right hulk hogan uh has been Please understand the words. Reinstated in the Hall of Fame. He hasn't been rehired. He hasn't been put on this. He's just been reinstated into the Hall of Fame after what's been publicly announced now as a three-year suspension. We know what he did. The Gawker case, he was was unknowingly uh, recorded in a sex tape with his best friend's wife. 
take that as yeah. you will. And in the in the tape, he talked about how he uh, basically he just used the he used the N word as much as he used brother, and that should tell you how much he used yeah. it. Um, yes. not only using the N word, which is terrible in his own right, but it's the context, you know. Um, Brooke Brooke Hogan, his daughter, uh, was dating a black dude, and she didn't like the black dude or the black dude's daddy. He didn't like the black dude or the black dude's daddy. Thought that she was gonna at least date a uh, 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 effing in. It might as well be a basketball player or a baseball player who makes a hundred million dollars. And he even said, "Yeah, of course I'm a little racist. I think we all are." All this stuff. So he's finally been reinstated. That's eight years ago. He won a major, massive settlement because of his privacy being invaded and all this. Um, but he's back. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So sorry. Please. No, you're fine. Um, I don't. I'm not surprised that he's reinstated. Um, for I wouldn't say a ton of reasons, but I think the for me the main reason is one. This is Vince McMahon we're talking about here. And Vince, for all the shit you can say about him, he's nothing if not willing to forgive. I don't know about forget, but he's definitely willing to forgive people for shit. Um, That's now, the truth. That being said, this is, you know, if, if this, okay, this is going to sound really bad, but this is reality. If this was like the 1980s, and this happened, he probably never would have got suspended. Um, and the oh, thing is, if at the heights he was at, hell no. Yeah, I mean, so if you look at, but if you look at today in 2018, and and the way <clears throat> things have changed, and the way you know, slowly but surely, not it's not it's not. We've talked about this before. It's not these things don't change overnight. You know, racism doesn't go away. It's probably never going to go away, but it doesn't go away overnight for sure. Um. We've talked about, you know, like today people are more aware of these things now. And I feel like our generation, maybe even the generation coming behind us, are learning to be, but this just isn't acceptable. You know, like I'm not saying that it's not going to continue to happen because of course it is. But, you know, I feel like our society now, especially the younger generations, are learning, you know, and it shouldn't really, I mean, it should have never had to been something that we had to learn. We should know already, Amen. but we don't. Yeah. But we don't. You know, people don't, and that's just the reality of the situation. We got to be real. Yeah. Um. So in Hulk Hogan's case, just get think about. I mean, Hogan. I mean, wrestling is synonymous with Hulk Hogan. Absolutely. You, you, you. <laughs> the WWE may not probably isn't what it is without him. I mean, I say WWE, maybe the entire the entire business is not. Yeah. Him. Exactly. Yeah. So. Am I surprised that he was reinstated? First of all, I didn't even know he was suspended. <laughs> but no, we we knew he was taken off taken off the website. Right, right. So that was they never they never made a big what to, big to do of it in right. public. But that was their basically what they were doing was saying you gone, and they, he didn't get fired or they didn't move on from. Him. They basically said, hey, go chill at the trap house. Go go chill at the safe house. We go, yeah. you, go you you know get some heat off you real quick. Yeah, that is what it was. I will say this about about Hogan, and I don't. I think it would be really. St- I think it's stupid. I don't know if it's. Oh, this is such a difficult issue. Like I, I mean, because he's Hulk Hogan, right? Like he's not beyond reproach by any means. But what he means to wrestling, and I think I think there's something 
in terms of what they're trying to get out of him, which I think is going to be like content. I don't think you're going to see him on television. I God, I hope not. Yeah. Like, for instance, I don't know how many people that are listening or you, I'm sure you probably have watched the Andre the Giant documentary. Yeah, I did. Um, it, was, it, was, it was tremendous. Hulk Hogan during that documentary had some really just, that was one of my, as a wrestling fan, the wrestling part of it, Hogan's bit in the documentary was my favorite because he was just talking about how they laid out the match and all that stuff. And he, he didn't know what Andre was going to do. Like Hogan's insight into the wrestling business, even though he can be very, who knows what's the truth, which is a lot of guys that talk about wrestling, you know, sure. the truth always lies somewhere in the middle, but he has insight, right. And he can tell you things and give you certain content that, you may not get from other people, Absolutely. but, and so for that reason, I, th- I think that's the true reason they brought him back. If you want my honest opinion, maybe Vince has forgiven him to some degree, but I think that's the reason. Now, that being said, a lot of the guys, you know, if, if what Mark Henry has said, if you guys have heard Mark Henry, who's as eloquent as anybody has mentioned that it's about a 50, 50 split in the locker room. That's just, you know, he didn't say that between the whole locker room. He said between the black folk and the locker room. Right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and we know that when we've kind of seen the state, this, and I, I mean, we've seen the statements from Titus and you know, we've seen the statements from New Day, and you can go into detail on those if you want to. Yeah. But I think the next, yeah. Those were very well said, well written, well spoken things, and they were very on the nose, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think if that's, you, I mean, it's the it was the perfect response, you know? And then, of course, there's guys like Cedric Alexander who's gotten heat. I don't know. I mean, you know, he tweeted sure. brother. No, he's very he's sudden, happy. Yeah. yeah and, and everyone came after him, you know. So I think one thing I think we have to remember, and I'm going to let you talk here in a minute, but I haven't been here in three weeks. So just let me. <laughs> get no, it, let me hey, I'm not going to stop you, man. Please. Um, I think that you and I can feel a certain way about something, whether we agree or disagree, and we can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think it's, and you might find this different, but I don't know that the best way to have a discussion is to, to come after someone. So if you think Cedric Alexander is wrong for his support or whatever you want to call it, if it's even support, or when he says, you know, I don't have to like someone personally to respect them professionally, far be it for me to tell Cedric Alexander how to feel about a guy like Hulk Hogan using that kind of language, Okay. I'm not going to be like, oh, are you kidding me, Cedric Alexander? Like, you're a dumbass, you're a piece of shit, are you kidding me? Like, you're supposed to be all for this or all for that. I don't live in that world where I tell people how to think and how to feel, but I do live in a world where I think we should try and have conversation. And so for yeah. someone like for someone like Cedric, I think – I don't think it's fair that people were just coming after him. I really don't uh, because he's t- he's able to feel how he wants to feel, whether we like it or not. Okay. And I don't think he was being necessarily, I mean, if you feel like it's disrespectful, that's how you feel, you know? And so far be it for me to tell you how to feel about it. But obviously I'm a white guy. So this is like, I, I'm, I have to, I mean, you know, you I don't can't have to put that caveat, how, not on this show, not with me. You know that. Well, I know, but I don't have to feel, I don't have to like get. It doesn't affect you. Well, yeah, I'm not in the way it does for you or yeah. someone, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't like it. I don't, I don't say that kind of shit, you know, but I don't, at the same time, like this is, we know what comes with that term. We know yeah. the meaning behind that. We, I know you, it, you live you in the South. It. Yeah. And yeah, 
You live and in I've, Arkansas, I live in Texas. So, yeah. And I've heard it millions of times over the course of my life. So, I mean, you know, I just, I want, like, I feel like for you, it's got a, a deeper pain and meaning because it's something that actually people will say that to you. You know, they yeah. won't say that. They're yeah. not going to say that to me. Yeah, have. Of course. And people don't say that to me. They're not going to say that to me. So I don't like I don't feel the same pains. And I hope that's not offensive to anybody listening. But I'm just I'm trying to be real about it. You know, I don't I understand. I understand where you're coming from. But I don't I think you're probably more well versed to, to take to take the reins from here and kind of talk about how you feel about it. Okay. And we'll just go from there. So that's my piece. Well, let me start with Cedric first. Um, I don't feel bad for Cedric because he, he didn't have to say anything. Sure. That's the problem. I have, I have, I, I, nobody has any issue with anybody feeling how they want to feel. Well, let me say that I said nobody. Most people don't have an issue with people feeling how they want to feel about a certain situation. The issue is, I, of course, in a perfect world, in, the, in a utopia, we'd all feel correctly about things. And yes, feeling that that black people are inferior is is wrong. That's not an opinion. It is an infactual wrong thought process. Yeah. Um. So let's fix that right now because some people will say well it was just his opinion no an opinion isn't that a group of people are, are worse than you dog that's not an opinion no but uh cedric didn't have to say anything so because he said something then he opened himself up for people to say something back which is the problem which is why i don't feel bad for him i understand his his situation though and let me speak to that real quick um there's been a lot of hot takes about hogan and about well if you don't support hogan I'm not to support Hogan. If you support Hogan or you don't have a problem with this, then you're racist. I have an issue with that. Right. Um, let me say, before I even say my issue, let me say that I don't think he should be back. I don't okay. think... I'm, I'm, I wish we would have recorded this, this like a day or so ago because right. I've talked to you, I've talked to Kyle, Ricky, and Clive, some other people, and everything that the New Day and Titus said is what I said. So I wish I would have had said it first on air, so I could have said they they bit me. But you know, uh, what I what I was saying was that there's no way that you can take away Hulk Hogan's accomplishments from what from WWE. There's you cannot separate the two, right? Sure. And this isn't a situation in which Hogan and I'm I'm gonna speak frankly here, okay? Hogan didn't kill anybody. Hogan didn't rape anybody. So Hogan didn't do something that is is such that would uh, that I I think there are levels to being supported. For example, Chris Benoit should never be in the Hall of Fame. Sure. Right. And that's not to say that you can't understand what he what he did, but his he his what he did I think takes away from what his accomplishments. Bill Cosby, the Cosby Show was a great show. Cosby did a lot for 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 the world of comedy but what he did usurps all that good unfortunately but it is what it is right hogan isn't that far to me what hogan did was embarrass himself massively let down an entire group of people and show the the bigot he is right yeah so that's a bit different than physically hurting people and changing people's lives right there that's that's there's a much deeper conversation with that and I realized that I could go a lot deeper in, but I don't want to for the purposes of time. But so I say that to say that Hogan, much like Titus and Kofi said, absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. 100%. That's fine. 
Nobody got, most people don't have a problem with that. I don't think he should ever be promoted or working for the company again. That's right. my issue. If you make a dime from that company, I got a problem with it. <clears throat> ain't no problem with him being in, um, ain't no problem with him being in the Hall of Fame. I don't have a problem with residuals of, of, you know, old shirts he has out or old DVDs because that's all before the situation. But if a new Hogan shirt comes out, I'm going to be pissed. If Hogan sure. shows up on TV today, I'm going to be pissed. That video he did with the Superstars of Hope that they took down super fast because they cut the comments off and knew that it was super tone deaf and took it off within right. a few hours, that pissed me off. That's a problem. But he still he does his accomplishments don't deserve to be taken away. I don't sure. think. Right? So, so getting back to uh, Cedric and the bigger picture is... We, as human beings, we're able to compartmentalize. That is one of our better traits from a mental perspective, right? Sure. Uh, if if I'm if 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 I may, black people, we've compartmentalized three hundred years of oppression, mm-hmm. right? We all compartmentalize things. So when it comes to our heroes, there are. You're 33. You just turned 33 because you have the yep. same birthday as me. I just turned 30. Yeah. There are people in our age range and definitely 15, 10 to 20 years older than us that grew up with Hulk Hogan as their hero. Absolutely. Hulk Hogan was everything that represented good to him, to them. For 30 years, right? Uh, so. Yeah. People compartmentalize what they want to. So I don't think if you're happy Hogan's back because you're a Hogan fan and he meant something to your life, I don't think that makes you a racist. It makes you willfully ignorant, but it doesn't make you racist. And let me flip it for you. I'm a Floyd Mayweather fan. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather beat his wife, beat his baby mama almost to the point of death. Sure. But you know what, though? But when with them hands throwing on on, on the ring, I think about that, and that's on me. That's a problem I have that I have to own up to because I'm willfully ignorant. I say ignorant isn't a, isn't a diss. Ignorant just means you 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 don't know because and willfully means you're choosing not to know or to think about it, right? Right. Well, I would say also this: like we're in, and this is good Lord. I hope nobody takes this takes this as me being a specific kind of person. Sure. We are in a very much of a, a, a woke society where, like, you can say that someone who doesn't have a problem with Hogan is willfully ignorant and then turn around and admit that you have your own problem by still supporting a guy like Mayweather or being a fan of Mayweather. Right. Well, someone listening to this is going to be like, well, I don't do that. The second someone does something I'm done with them always, every time. And that's part of that, that mentality of like, Oh, that's just you, you know? So we can have this conversation, a very real conversation because I'm the same way too. Floyd Mayweather is someone that I enjoy watching box. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think I don't think he's a good human being. No, you know. So and it's in a lot of ways, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with Hogan. You know, like I didn't grow up in the Hulkamania area in the Hulkamania era. Right. I grew up more in heel Hogan. That was Attitude more when I started watching wrestling. Attitude yeah. Era. Yeah. So you know, I don't have the affection if you will for hogan that a lot of people that are older than me do Mm -hmm. so that's or even people that are my age that were watching before i was 
So I don't have that for Hogan. So when with him being in the Hall of Fame or whatever, I don't give a shit. If they want to leave him out, fine. Doesn't bother me. Um, do I think, you know, oh, I agree with what you said, basically. I mean, my, I, we really are in agreement on this. We, I, will, I will say yeah. this. This is one problem. My, my bigger issue, and we, I want to talk about this because I think it, I think it's important. And I understand that these two wrestlers that I'm comparing here are different in their own ways in terms of accomplishments. Okay. And the argument has been thrown around about this person. I know you're talking about. It's China. Yeah. Um, so we, we just talked about how Hogan didn't rape anybody or kill anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Well, but he did do something incredibly insensitive. Sure. And everyone heard it. And you have African-American men working for your company and African-American people that are fans of your company, right? And, and let me, and let me wait, wait, quick, wait, quick. Yeah. Let me add. I want to add one more caveat to that. Yeah. The problem that a lot of people have is that he's never seemed contrite about it. He, right. Right. Sure. Every, everything he's apologized for isn't that for how I felt, what I did. I'm a different person. He's sure. always said, "Well, you know what? If I wouldn't have been recording, be careful because you never know what's recording you." Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a big part of it. It too. sounds like he's more upset that he got caught. Yes. More than anything else. But I want. I just want to compare it to China for a second because China. In my opinion, and maybe I'm wrong, nobody's ever come out and said it. I don't think they may have come out and said it. You may have that info. I don't know. China's not in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, because she got into porn after she left WWE. And got got into porn is a – I would say that's – it's not – I mean, she did like what? One or two, three videos? I don't even know. It's not like she got into – she's not like – No, she got into it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean she's not Jenna Jameson though. You know what I mean? She she, she didn't do like a thousand films, but she did sign like a five-film contract later on in her life. Like now, if you continue to leave someone out like her, just look foolish in my opinion because really like when you you talk about something like porn – and don't get me wrong. You know, like I understand that people don't like it or whatever, but – they're not hurting anyone. Like, no, I mean, no. you know what I mean? There's it's, it's no, a job. Yeah. It's, it's a job and it's what they want to do. And they're not, you know, saying derogatory things about people. And they're not, like you said, raping or murdering people. They're working a job. Right. So at this point now, if this is the precedent you're setting with Hogan, you have no reason not to have someone like China in the hall of fame. She's worthy. Right. And of course you would know that the, that the WWE, the selection process is a bit arbitrary, but you can't keep beating around that bush and using that as an excuse to not put her in. Well, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Let's, let's let's back up a minute. So let's talk about China for a second. And in relation to Hogan, first and foremost, Hogan was already in. He got he just they took him out, put him back. Right, in. right. China was never in. That's a big difference, okay? But let's sure. talk about the China thing, okay? People are, are I don't say misinformed because that's not fair, but people. Are okay. Well, use the term that I used earlier. Willfully ignorant to the China situation. Okay. Right. It looks <clears throat> like, oh well, just hey, just porn, right? People take the Triple H interview with Stone Cold as, oh well, it's just porn, right? No. Let's talk about. Let's be real about this, okay? First and foremost, this woman didn't just do porn. Sonny's done porn. Big deal. China yeah. did a parody of all WWE superstars. Right. Not only that, but she dressed up as Stephanie and fucked a fake Vince McMahon. So this isn't just porn. Okay? Number one. It's number one. Number two. And I'm going to ask you this. Jake, Jake the Snake Roberts and Scott Hall just got into the Hall of Fame 
two and three years ago, I think, or four, three and four, whatever it was. Yeah. Right? What were they in before? I, I really don't know the answer to that. I would imagine it had to do with their – I mean, you could say – most people would say it had to do with their substance abuse issues. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. The fear was that if you put them on the stage in their stupor and their inebriation as they were, sure, then anything could have happened. I get that. Remember, China's dead. Johnny Laura is dead now. But she's, so, only been, she's only been dead two years. I understand that, but you don't have to – now, if you if you do put her in, you don't have to bring her out there. But that's you know not the I mean? issue. The issue isn't now because clearly she's going to get in now. The issue was why she wasn't already. Right. And people forget that she was a horrible addict for sure. most of her yeah. life. Not most of her life. I'm sorry. Most of post. her post WWE life. Yeah. Right. She was a horrible addict. That and 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 look, I'm not singling her out. Uh, Roberts, Hall, Waltman, a lot of people were right. So this isn't a diss towards her. The difference is, Jake. And Scott not only got clean, but they stayed clean for a while long enough to show the company that, hey, you good. God bless yeah. China's soul. She didn't make it long enough to show the company that we can move past that, right? Right. But, and then another thing is, you know, people w- want so badly to hate anything WWE or management, Vince, Triple H, Stephanie, right? So, yes, did China get a raw deal because Triple H started dating dating the boss's daughter and China was kind of left out in the open? Absolutely. Absolutely. Was yeah. she fucked over? No. no. No, not really. No, I don't think so. No. But she did get a raw deal. I'm not going to sit there and say she didn't. But to, to to have the thought process that is this one this is this big collusion that China's not getting her just due because Triple H and Stephanie are holding this grudge when they're multi when they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars with three beautiful kids? Come on, dog. Like, like it's ridiculous to think these things. I don't. I don't think that is. I don't think that's it. But, I, but I really I'm not don't. talking to you. This is what right, this is what the fan base is saying. Right. This is what because that's what they that's they that's why they believe China wasn't in to begin with. Right. Right. But they're not talking about the fact that it took Macho Man, one of the ten biggest superstars in wrestling history, to get in all these years. I talk about all the all the times it's taken. Owen's still not in. We know why. But right. But all these people who are major who in no offense to China, are much more important to the to the to the to the Genesee Qua of wrestling. Have not got in, aren't in, or took that much longer to get in than China, right? right. China's going to get in probably this year. Uh, I mean, I, I think she will too. I just, I do, I just, I do think I know there will be like I don't say she has to because it's been something they do whatever the fuck they want to do. But and it's oh, the Hall of Fame, like yeah, whatever. and it's, and, and it's and it's big work too. Like it's not real. Yeah. So, but my I will say this, and and of course you know it's not like Vincent Mann is immune or or he can't handle some 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 criticism. They 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 deal with it all the time. Absolutely. But if they continue to skip on her, say they skip on her for this year, the next year, and the year following, but I do think people are absolutely going to use this Hogan thing. To throw in their face because yeah probably what I mean even though Hogan was already in like we discussed he was taken out and didn't have to get reinstated right they never had to do that either but they forgave him for his you know transgressions or whatever and yeah. once again I also understand the the gravity of what Hogan means to the wrestling business in comparison to China but at the same thing at the same time we can talk about China 
what she means to the, to the women's side of wrestling is huge. I don't I disagree with ways. that slightly. I disagree with that slightly. Okay. And the reason I disagree with that slightly is I'm I'm not gonna sit here and be a fool and say she doesn't mean a lot. Does I'm not gonna say she doesn't mean a lot, but I think her what she meant to women's wrestling is different than what she meant to women. Okay, that's you fair. Know what I'm saying, and the reason I say this is because the majority of her entire career she barely faced women. It was always sure. against men. So she's not helping women's wrestling. She's helping women, and that's that's bigger than women's wrestling. Okay. Right. Well, I mean, that, yeah, that's fine. All but right, if I, you I, look I, at I, it in the bubble of helping women's wrestling, she's not in the top ten. Yeah, you probably. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. Yeah, she okay, didn't well, fight women. Take off in the fact, word wrestling. That's fine. I mean, sure. I'm, in fact, and I, I want to make this point because it's very salient. She didn't want to wrestle women. She thought she she thought they were below her for the longest. Right. So you know, you, you, uh, watch how you deify. Watch the people. And and Hogan is the perfect example of that. Right. You know, when you said you said something a little earlier that that, uh, you know, like um, basically you were saying something to the order of you don't uh, I don't remember exactly what you said, but I think the point was you don't know who you're supporting. Right. So all these years, people loved Hogan. Right. We didn't know sure. that he was a racist the whole time. No, we didn't. Right. There's people right now. Not all, uh, uh, Stone Cold. Right. Uh, the Rock. Any Vince. There's people that have that you don't know the truth behind a person that's on television. You don't know what they really are like in well, real we, life. I mean, hell, I mean, you can say Stone Cold's a perfect example because we know for a fact he's he's he beater. in trouble for beating on Deborah. Yeah. So I mean, well, not just Deborah, but his first wife too, I think. I may I didn't know about his first wife, but I mean, Definitely you know, Deborah. But so, that's, but that's where I mean. So we know a little bit about him, right? You so know? The, the point I'm trying to make is watch who you watch who you put on a pedestal. We. Hogan is a perfect example, but people are trying to die on this China Hill. She get she deserves her just due, but watch the hills you're willing to die on. Right. I'm not. I mean, I'm, yeah, for sure. That this is this is a a fan based thing. I'm not willing to die on the China Hill. I do think she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. But um, you know, I, Owen's not in. We know that. We know why. Um, mm-hmm. and then he may never get in, or at least not until Martha passes away. Right. But unfortunately, yeah. So, you know. It's just I, I can you can kind of see it, you can like I'm just kind of like visualing visualizing ahead. If for instance she's not put in this year, this topic is going to rear its head again. You know what I mean? Sure. And I think a good way to put it to bed is to go ahead and put her in now and just put it to bed because why? Yeah. Like why have to like she you knows she deserves to be in. There's no way. Surely Vince McMahon doesn't think she doesn't. Coco Beware's in there for God's sake, okay? The Godfather. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, but, no offense to the Godfather, but you know. Okay, but then look at the format they have. The format recently they've had is there's uh, there's a headliner, there's another guy that's there's another yeah. act that's a a a, a, a upper mid card act. There's a tag team. There's Absolutely. a yeah. jobber. There's a comedy act. There's a woman, and there's the celebrity and the warrior thing. No, yeah, so, sure. They've had their format for about five, six, seven years. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I'm not like I'm just saying like it's not in terms of like deserving. We agree she should be in. So oh, absolutely, it, but I mean, yes, okay, yes, 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 absolutely. She, 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 no one does she deserve to be in. I'll, I'll even, I'll even up the ante. She should have been in a long time ago. You're absolutely right. 
Absolutely right. So, you know, it is what it is. I don't want to keep harping on all this, but like, I just think that, I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do. It doesn't matter to me. I don't even watch the Hall of Fame ceremonies or anything like that. I don't. I really don't care who they put in personally, but I bring it up because I do think it's, I think it's somewhat relevant. I think, especially when Hall of Fame time comes around, if they don't, we're gonna have to. We're gonna be talking about this shit again, and I don't want to talk about. I it don't either, man. But it's, but I think it is relevant to bring it back to the ultimate point. I think it is relevant because more than anything else, when you hitch your wagon to a guy with the baggage that Hulk Hogan has, and say hitch your wagon, hitch your wagon back to this guy, mm-hmm. you open yourself up for so many other things that you didn't have to open yourself up to. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. And, and they've That's earned the that. the bottom line about it, really. Yeah, they have absolutely earned that criticism. Yeah, and they're not shy about getting criticism. I mean, this is the same, you know, there was a whole deal about the fabulous moolah, right? The Battle Royal thing or whatever. Boy. I mean, you know, in that one, enough people said enough to get that taken care of. I don't I don't know. Well, the people didn't get the Hogan care of, thing is going to play out. The sponsor took their care. Well, right, but then, yeah. the, the, but then again, like I said, if he is being promoted, then absolutely we all should we all should be pissed. He's not being promoted yet. And no, forgive me for. And by the way, the the report, two reports were false about that night when he came back in Pittsburgh. The two reports that were wrong were the Titus didn't leave, right? Because of that, that's not true. And most importantly, there was no recording. His the 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 backstage where he talked the meeting where he right. came back and apologized and to the people and said that hey you know what just, I want you guys to make sure that you not that you know you 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 want he didn't say hey make sure you know you you look at people equally and no he he said oh hey be careful who's watching you right but that wasn't recorded yeah i know i heard that so, too, so yeah yeah so that you know it's you got to be careful what you believe um, That's true. A lot of fake news out there. Well, <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we're going to keep it. We're going to stop it there before we get any deeper. Uh, we do need to move on. Um, so um, we're not going to really break down extreme rules. Uh, I'm sure we'll cite some stuff that happened in extreme rules. But uh, one thing I do want to talk about is the whole Kurt Angle making Brock come back. So, well, yeah. Um, and he was real clever the way he worded it. Vince was real clever the way they wrote it. He he did, he said, you know, either you need to show up to Raw, you need you need to uh, you need to show up, you need to come to terms on when you're going to defend your title next, or give me that belt because it's not yours no more. Of course, Hammy yeah. came back to came to terms on a match at SummerSlam, and the uh, two triple threat matches. Right, the first triple threat match I believe was Roman. Uh, Drew Mack and Finn. Drew Mack and Finn. And the second one was Elias, Lashley, and That's Seth. Right? Yeah. Okay. Roman and Lashley won. The rest of this week. So there's a lot of issues about that. One, people are upset that it, it's just Roman R- Roman again. Okay. Two, right. <laughs> Roman and Lashley again when they just wrestled at Extreme Rules, even though that match was not for a contendership. It was just a beef match. Right. It was just a match. Right. Um, but then, uh, the, I think the, the most ardent point has been that, well, why was Roman in the match to begin with? Because he lost. Elias hadn't been on TV in three weeks. Well, nobody got a problem with that. 
What's Drew Mack done? He beat Seth last week, but other than that, not too much recently. I mean, he's basically been a bodyguard right. for the most part, or a tag team partner. Right, and Seth lost the night before. Did he get cheated? Sure, but at the end of the day, it's a loss. So, I mean, and I can understand, you can, I can, you can talk me in to understanding Seth and Drew being in the match. You can talk me into that. But you cannot sit here and be mad that Roman got another opportunity and then be cool with Elias getting an opportunity he doesn't even nearly closely deserve. No, he doesn't. And in terms of the kayfabe world, no, he doesn't. Um, going back to the before we talk about the triple threat part of it, those two matches, going back to what Kurt said, I think it's very good that you pointed out the way it was worded. Because when Brock didn't show up Monday, there were people on the interwebs losing their minds. Strip him of the title. He was supposed to be stripped. You said if he didn't show up, he'd be stripped. When that wasn't what was said at all. Yep. The term or was in there for a reason. It there wasn't. Was three options. Yeah. yeah. There were, I mean, you know, it's the, it's, I understand Kurt Angle can be a little hard to understand these days, but we all heard it. I think if you didn't, you need to go back and listen. Yep. So that you know. Um, yeah, as, and so that's just that. I just wanted to touch on that real quick. Um, Absolutely right, yeah. As far as the triple threat matches go, look, we all know th- there is no, like, there is no what's the, what the word, template or there's no, like, there are no guidelines for who's going to be number one contenders in WWE. They do all kinds of different shit. I mean, you saw it the other day on SmackDown. If Becky Lynch beats Carmella, she's the number one contender. And I will, I could go all and on about how I don't like, I don't really care about that and the way they do that, but they do that. Uh, they throw people in triple threats. They, 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 sometimes they have tournaments. They, sometimes, sometimes they just, just announce you're the number one contender. Yeah. And they're going to do next week with AJ Styles. They just, they just do things. Like I even said the other day that hell, they just might as well have kept the top 10 list. Like, I mean, why not? Well, let's um, not go that let's not go that far. No, I know, but I mean, <laughs> hey, number one guy on the top ten list that isn't the world champ, he's the number one contender. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. there's all kinds of things they do. Like, there's no set way about who gets what opportunity. What I would ask is and just really sit back and be real and think about it. Okay. Of the of the six guys that were chosen, mm-hmm. who are you going and including Elias, who else are you going to replace them with? And I mean that sincerely. I'm, I'm not saying there aren't guys. But, like, let's talk about it, okay? Braun Strowman, to me, is out, okay? Because he's – I under, he even said, I got the briefcase. I don't need to be involved in the triple threat. I got the briefcase. Okay. Kevin Owens, for all we know, is dead. He got thrown off a cage, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. He's not coming back the next day. Sami Zayn is injured, okay? okay. So there's three guys I just marked off, just, just, just like that. Dolph okay. Ziggler. You can maybe make an argument for him as the no, Intercontinental Champ. You can't maybe or, make an argument. Dolph Ziggler is the top champ on Raw every week. He should have been in, involved. Right. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. He's he's someone you could have, but you would have replaced Elias before you would replace Roman. Roman. Absolutely. So Bobby Roode is the other guy. Yeah, Bobby Roode is a guy. You know, um, I'm not saying he should have been, but I'm just saying if right. you're gonna name people um, Corbin and Roode are the only other two guys that you would name, and maybe Gender. I was going to say three guys you could throw in there just to just to even cross your mind. Yeah. So I mean that's what I'm saying. Like the options like are slim, really. Like the they definitely went with you know you had Lashley, you have Roman, you have Finn, you have Seth, and for the most part those guys. I mean you can say what you want about Roman, but those guys 
are portrayed as pretty decent fellas. Drew Mack and who's the other guy? Elias. They're heels. You know, that's what they are. Mm-hmm. So even though Elias is over as fuck, he still knows how to get booed. But my point point being is that they went a little they went a little quote unquote, and this is it's really I mean it's really flimsy. They went a little face extra, one more face than normal. They went four two in my opinion, depending on how you feel about Roman Reigns. Well, so about a face. So right, yeah. but you know, depending on how you feel about him, that's you know absolutely. So they could have taken him out and put a Jinder Mahal or a Corbin in there, but why? They're not going to bring any more notoriety to that match, to those matches. They're not. I mean, I like Ginger Mahal as much as the next guy. I like Baron Corbin. I don't like and, Bobby Roode. And, but, and can, can I make a point real quick? Yeah. About about the Roman Roman's inclusion. Just strictly Roman's inclusion. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the Iron Man match later on in the show. Yeah. But the Iron Man match brought to light more than ever the not only the hypocrisy of fans but the fact that fan the fact i'm not gonna say fans don't know what they want because i feel that way but let me be more politically correct fans don't seem to to equally show that they know what they want and they they give what they want and they still want it let me explain what i mean in relation to roman right right fans say that they want number one contendership matches and matches to matter well, there's no bigger name on Raw than Roman. But then in the same breath, they say, well, we want something different. We want new people. Well, then why are you, why are you not complaining that Elias was... It's, the things that are involved with that match, don't the, the complaints don't make sense. I understand you have an issue with, yeah, Roman lost. Of course he did. Sure. But then, if that's the case, then then everybody who lost should have been in the match. Yep, Seth, then, he lost. He shouldn't right. be in either. Right. And then, people even saying that, well, we want Seth. They won't give us Seth. Well, you just booed him. You just talked about a clock the entire match last night in his main event. So, like, yeah. things aren't matching. So, if nothing else, and more importantly than this, more most importantly, Roman won. Right. Lashley won, right? Yeah. The importance of that match now is much higher than it would have been if it was anybody else. Don't you think? Yeah. I'm um, well. What do you mean by that? Like, be, okay. be more specific. Okay. Roman was the last guy. I, I was going to say that. I just want to say this real quick because I don't think it's not the it's not the matchup that I would have wanted to see personally. Not because I didn't think the Me match the prior was good. I don't. If you say if you think it's the best matchup for the story. I can get with you on that. I think it's the best matchup for the story. Okay. If that's what you're getting at, then I get it. Because a lot of, I personally would have wanted to see Roman and Seth. That's what I would have wanted to Me see. Me too. Me too. But Because of the respect factor and kind of seeing that whole thing. Yeah, but then I also think that it needs to be Lashley versus Brock because Brock might not never wrestle a match again. Yeah. And that's the one match. Lashley came back for that match. So you, you think that this is leading to Lashley and Brock. I, I think that Drew McIntyre and and Dolph are going to attack Roman in the match and cause him to lose, which is going to okay. lead to a Drew Roman, Seth, Dolph type of either tag team or full on feud, because they ain't forgot that Roman helped Seth out last month. Sure, they ain't forgot, which I think will lead eventually to Dean coming back and something happening. 
Right. Okay. That's fair. I, 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 in that case, if they're going with Lashley, obviously that makes more sense. I think, you know, what I wanted to see with, with Rollins and, and Roman is just because it's Rollins and Roman. Yeah. You know, oh, I think yeah, I, I like, I like that story. I like personally, I like that with them being the old, the shield brothers and all that stuff. And even, and we know, you know, Rollins history and he's tried to come back from that and all that stuff. Like, I like that. It's a lot, it's a long story that they can, can they continue to tell in certain ways, mm-hmm. little, little bit piece by piece. Even when Rollins said, you know, Hey, got to do what I'm going to do. If I win, I think Roman would say the same thing, like those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'll be the first to say, it. I told you this a thousand times. We haven't talked much about Brock because once again, Fuck him. Like, I don't care about Brock. And, you know, I'm ready. If, if I don't care. I've said it before. I don't care who takes the belt off of him. If it's Lashley, cool. If it's Roman, cool. Because they're not going to be – they're going to – I mean, I know some people like the whole Brock as an attraction thing, and I get it. But it's overdue to me, you know? Like, I'm just I'm, – I'm, I've been done. So let's just let's just do – you know, well, I don't want to keep talking about that. but Yeah, yeah, no. And, and the issue is that Brock – not being an attraction any of that. The issue is that Brock needs to show up just a little bit more than he has. But yeah. the problem is Brock. I think I don't want to talk about. I don't want to really get into this because I've talked about this ad nauseum on the show. But I think because we're such a, a knowledgeable fan base, and I use the word knowledgeable very, very loosely, um, we have to be worked differently than we than we were than we were previously. Right. Right. So you can't. The reason everybody loved the Hardy Boys return at WrestleMania is because nobody legitimately knew. Right. Ninety nine percent of the time, everybody would somebody would figure it out. Right. That's true. Yeah, it gets leaked so, or something. Yeah. Yeah. So so you can't just they can't keep a real surprise or a storyline that they're working on that's gonna be huge and hit everybody with it. You know, like I I said on I said I've said on the show before, and this is I'm I'm not saying this to this the dude or say it negatively i think it's awesome but fightful sean ross sap has the actual raw scripts before the show every week mm-hmm. you know and um, again i think that's awesome that's hell that's amazing journalism if you count this as journalism you know what i'm saying but so what i'm saying is that what vince has done has effectively worked us so much to the point where we legitimately hate brock <laughs> and Brock ain't doing but what we, what he's been told to do. Brock ain't yeah. I tell Brock don't it's not that Brock don't want to show up. I tell him don't come. I'm telling him don't come. Yeah. To make him that much more hated. The point is to okay, so normally this is the this is the flip on, on a dom, on dominance that we've never seen before. Because normally you have a dominant champion and they're dominant, but normally it's not that they'll either they'll either take all comers or they don't think people are worthy, but they'll still show the work. He's so dominant, he don't even think he, anybody's worthy enough for him to show up to look at him. Right. Let, let me ask you this. Off off topic, kind of off a lot off topic, on okay. the same topic, but just different getting away from Brock for a second. Okay. Because you are right about that. And I wanted to say before and I, we can talk about it after the fact. I think one thing about WWE fans, wrestling fans in general, they like to see their champs. You know, I, I think that's, that's part of the problem. You know? I do too. Yeah, yeah, I think that's just part of it. You know, like UFC, you know, you don't see them as often, I guess. They're champs. Like you see them, but they don't fight every pay-per-view, right? Like the heavyweight championship isn't defended every single pay-per-view. 
So no, yeah, but it's real fighting. So like well, I know it. No, I know. No, but, three but you can get away with that in UFC because of that fact. You know what yes. I mean? So in WWE, because we know it's a scripted sport, we want to see our guys. We want to see our sure. champs. So Plus we but, have 30 to 40 years of, of precedent. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what we've been accustomed to. So this is fine because it's going to end eventually. But um, I want to ask you this. The idea is to get Brock so hated, right, mm-hmm. that we're just so sick and tired of him. <sighs> Let me ask you this. Yes. And we'll talk about Lashley after, but I want to talk about Roman first. If, if for some reason they chose to go with Roman, okay, and I don't think they're going to either, by the way. Okay. Matter of fact, I don't think – well, I do think they are, but I don't. I think they're going to go with a triple threat. That's what I think. But just say they don't. Mm-hmm. Say they just go with Roman, okay, for argument's sake. Is it going to get shit on again? No. If Roman wins the title, is everyone going to be cheery, cheery, happy, happy? Honestly. Or is it going to get the WrestleMania reception? Is it going to be a hundred percent? No, no, I know it's not going to be a hundred percent. No, but I think it'll be. I think it'll be a lot more cheers than a lot of us are uh, anticipating. Only for this one reason: people have gotten so reserved to the fact that I want a champion that they're like, I don't give a shit if it's Roman as long as I have a champion every Monday. Yeah. Right. So the the joy of not having Brock when. Do you did you see the pop that Kirk got when he just announced that Brock might get might get stripped? Yeah. Well, they were chanting "strip the title." Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so it doesn't matter who it is as long as it gets off of him. Now, will will it be a uh, will it be uh, when, like when Jeff Hardy won the title and like everybody stood stood up and cried for like ten minutes? No. <laughs> okay. What, what about what about Lashley? You think Lashley will get a better response? A much better response because. Lashley, Roman helped Lashley get over to a certain extent with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think once people get over the initial, uh, their initial bias or whatever, because Lashley is not the most, uh, whatever you want to call it, is it the most charismatic guy, right? Um, any of this. But the allure of once it finally hits you, the allure of what those two guys can do if they just go out there and beat the holy hell of each other right. will be tremendous. And most importantly, I think all of us expect, no matter what happens, that the show's going to end with Braun Strowman as champion. And that's going to be over regardless of who wins that damn belt. Well, see, and this is, let me ask you, this is why I think, in a way, either Braun will insert himself in the match, during the match, kind of like what Rollins did, or why, in a way, I could see them going with Roman. Because, well, if, if Brock were to win the match against Roman or Lashley, it works too. But if Lashley, if Lashley's the choice and he pins Brock, mm-hmm. I feel like making Braun cash in would be a mistake. And the reason why I say that is because I know you, you talk about this with like lineage of the WWE Championship, mm-hmm. but this is it's a universal championship, right? Mm-hmm. I would consider it the top title. African American man winning the top title in the WWE has not happened yet, ever. Uh, no, right? No, no, no that's mean, not true. That's not no, that's not true. It's, you don't think that would be a problem? No, I don't because nobody cares about the universal title to the level they do with the WWE Championship. No. Okay. And the only reason it's the main title that we think it is is because the biggest star in the company holds it. Right. Right. I'm just, but, I was just curious, kind of, what you might think no, about that. I, yeah. I, no. You no, know because. 
if it, now there will be real, there will be real. Okay, so the issue isn't that a black man has never held the top title in WWE. A black man has never held the has never held the WWE championship. Right. And all respect to Rock, he's half black, half Samoan, but he we kind of know him more as Samoan. Right. Well, right. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Right. But no, I I don't think that'd be a problem at all. Um. Plus, if we're honest, the the even the even the most uh woke of us. Wouldn't really give a shit because Braun's so over right now. Yeah. So I, we wouldn't well, I, think of it as, oh man, they they put the black man down. It'd be Braun finally got the title. I'll be honest with you. I think Braun is gonna walk away from SummerSlam as a champ as well. But I do think Brock is going to win whoever he faces against. I, I do think Brock will win the match. I, I, I because I, like, I, I think sure. it would really build up that anger again, like, oh my fucking god. Brock just won again at SummerSlam, and we're not going to see him until Survivor Series, and then Braun comes out. I think that's the, the way to get your best pop, in my opinion. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Might work. I can see it. As opposed to putting the belt on Bobby Lashley, you know, and then just immediately taking it. I mean, granted, it's not like they've had any qualms doing that before, but you know what I mean. Absolutely. I think yeah. it just that had the anger behind because you know if Brock wins again, oh god, I mean, the place is going to come unglued. Yeah, you know, so just a thought. No, I mean I'm, I'm down for it. I'm. I think we all can agree though that I don't. And man, look with this dude, you kind of can't. You cannot. You can't guess, right? We all have predicted that Brock was going to lose the title for forever, and he keeps winning. So I feel stupid even saying he's going to lose it, but I really do feel like. Like they know, we got to put the title on Braun now because Brock is in fight mode. Yeah, sure. Even though he's got to wait till like January to fight, doesn't he? That's his fault. He could have <laughs> no, been. No. He could have been back in the U.S. in the U.S. side of the pool. That's oh fault. yeah. I know. So yeah. Um, okay. So let's t- let's talk about uh, another controversial topic on the eyes of the IWC. So Oscar lost again to Carmelo. Yeah. Twice now. Distractions both times. Yes. This is her third, well, if you count the tag match, but I don't. But this is her third singles loss in her career. Right. Right? Twice to Carmella and to Charlotte at WrestleMania. So, you put some tweets out earlier this week kind uh, kind of talking about this. So, go ahead and tell, tell people what you think. Well, I've said this before, and I was kind of happy that they've done this. Lately, they've gotten away from it a little bit. Um, I'm not a big fan of streaks. What I mean by streaks is these long, drawn-out streaks. And I'm not, I'm not talking about Asuka specifically. I, don't, I mean, hers, yes. But even, like, you could go all the way back to, like, Brodus Clay, for God's sakes. Like, when he was beating everybody, you know? But they were nobodies, but he was just... Yeah, they were just winning and winning, and it was irrelevant. You know, it's just they're just stacking up a number. Nothing ever ca- comes of it. Something came of it with Asuka and her streak in NXT. WWE, not so much. Not much really came of it. You got the Charlotte-Asuka match at WrestleMania. You got that. And that was kind of, you know, that was kind of the the match, the thing that came from her streak, per se, as it carried over to WWE. My, I'm of the opinion that you don't, if you have compelling guys, you don't really need a streak. I mean, Ember Moon, she started out winning when she first came on, right? Well, she just lost to Sarah Logan last week. Mm-hmm. 
I'm fine with that because, like, you know, what, what's the, the perp? All that happens is you get people built up, built up, built up, built up, and then nothing really comes of it anyway. So streaks don't do anything for me. The only streak that ever really worked for me was Goldberg. And because for the fact that other than, I mean, you can say Andre the Giant, he never lost or whatever for 15 years or whatever, but, but Goldberg's streak was what made him relevant. And it worked at the time. At the time, it worked. And I feel like sometimes you kind of people kind of hope they can catch that lightning in a bottle by doing streaks like Oscar, but it's not going to ever happen again. You know, I, I just don't see the right person come along and having this long drawn out streak where we are just so like, like you saw when Goldberg beat Hogan for the title on our Monday Nitro. I mean, the place came unglued, right? You're not really gonna. I don't think you're gonna get that anymore. And well, you're not gonna get that anyway in this day and age. But yeah, yeah exactly. So the, to me, like I just don't like streaks in general. But I'll say this: she lost at WrestleMania. The streak's been over. I don't, I don't care that Oscar lost twice to Carmella. I don't. And if it hurts people's feelings, if they're up in their feelings about it, oh well. Like Oscar is gonna win the women's championship at some point. Okay, she's gonna win it. Carmella, right now. I like Carmella. Everyone hates on her and likes to talk about how she can't wrestle and whatever. I don't give a fuck because she's a compelling character. Like she gets on your nerves. She eats at you. You can't stand the chick. That's the whole point. And that's why she's good. I like Carmella. Of course she's not. And she's not like she's beating Oscar one, two, three clean in the middle. It's not like something's happening every time. You know what I mean? So it's people get too caught up with these, these Oscar losses or whatever. The only part she's lost one match to Charlotte with no nefarious means at all. The Carmella matches are misnomers because Carmella's just getting away with murder. She's doing what heels do. And we talked about this before. We talked about this. When when Asuka was free of the streak, she was free to start losing matches. And they can do it in different ways. She can lose by someone cheating. Or count outs and stuff like that. She could start losing matches in different ways. We talked about this because eventually you have to start losing matches and you have to start losing matches in different ways. It's not Oscar's still a badass. She's no. It's not like she stopped being a badass because she lost to Carmella twice. But I mean, that's that's how that's that's my piece. Starting starting to get frustrated. See, I'm, I'm spitting the fire. I haven't been on the show in a while, so I'm, but yeah, let it out. Let yeah, it out. Let me uh, let me let me talk about Goldberg real quick and I'm going to make my bigger point that I'm going to kind of come back to Oscar with, okay? Okay. Goldberg Street didn't work. Ultimately. No, ultimately it did not. You are I, right about that. I'm going to tell you why. Because once Goldberg lost, people didn't care as much. Sure. Right? Why didn't they care as much, Rance? I'm glad you asked, Rance. The answer <laughs> is because Goldberg's streak never allowed him or or necessitated him to have a character. Sure. Yeah. Which goes back to Asuka. And and I hate streaks for the same reason. Every streak is, is made to be broken. Every streak is, right? Mm-hmm. You talked about Andre Dillon's 15 years, he lost to Hogan. Undertaker. WrestleMania streak. WrestleMania. Like, every streak is meant to be broken. So, in the... In the, in, in, in the, in the I did Oscar. I asked Clive this yesterday, and I want you to answer the question for me. And answer it honestly. If you disagree with me, great. But I want you to be honest about it, okay? From the from the moment Oscar debuted at NXT until the Royal Rumble, 
I, I even give you to, to WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. What do you think is the reason Oscar was over more? Was it because of was it was it because of her character, or was it because she always won? Ugh, that's tough. I don't. I mean, because one, I don't watch a ton of NXT, but I, I the reason why I, she was over with me was because she was a badass in the ring. I like I that's like the, the way same she was. Shit he said that's a cop out answer because no, no, but I'm not saying I'm not saying that's the overall general consensus. Yeah, I'm saying that's how I feel. I would say. I, mm, that's tough. Does she really? I mean, her character's kind of whatever, right? But I, I, mm, I think I would still say her character. Okay. I because, gonna... I mean, she is interesting. Asuka is interesting, and she has. How? To me, she has. See, you don't see it, obviously. I can, I can hear it in your voice. No, but, but, like, I, but I, I really want you to tell me, what is her character? Like, like and, 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 hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. Let's run down all the women on SmackDown. Carmella is that Staten Island chick who is going to talk a big game and can't back it up, but always ends up winning. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a, like a real housewife. Okay. <laughs> the, 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 I'm serious. The iconics are mean girls. Yeah. Becky is the ultimate underdog who always continues to fight, even though she doesn't get what she wants. Right. Is that fair? Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte is genetically superior. She was born into the business. She's better than everybody. She has a lineage that she has to live up to, and she's done that. Okay. Right. Yeah. Naomi is a glowing is a glowing raver dancer chick. <laughs> right. Right. Lana is 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 a is a the wife of a Bulgarian brute, proud of her Russian heritage, who loves to dance as well, but is you know is the the mastermind behind this buzzsaw of a man these are all these are all characters right right what's oscars well see i find oscar and you, you don't you're not going to agree and it's fine but i find oscar to be kind of she's she's a bit of a mysterious type to me like That's she's got she's got the quirks and she's got the i mean I, you're not seeing me on video but i'm doing like the kind of like weird yeah, but, but movie shit that she does, and she's also. I but that's because she's just because she's foreign, and that can be your character, though. Because no, it can't. I see. I disagree because we have people have talked about this before. Roman can just be the badass that he is in the ring. He can just go out there, and that's what he can be. He doesn't have to be heel or face. He can just go out there and spear people and say a couple words and Superman punch him, and we're happy with that because Roman's being the badass that he is. And Oscar, to me, can be this. If he can be that, why can't she? You're Not missing on the same me. level. You're missing me. What you do and who you are are different. Okay, so then Roman has no character, right? That's the problem. That's why people don't like him. But see, I don't. I I don't think he doesn't have a character. I think that, I, don't I don't either. But that's why I think Oscar does, though, is what I'm saying. Because I think that can be to me. That's a character. Okay. It may not be the character that's generally accepted by anybody or whatever, but to me, it is. I disagree with that. So Roman's character is that he number one, come he came from a group of guys that cared so much about success that they broke into the business any way they could, any way they could tore up and tore the house down. Right. Mm-hmm. From that at the next layer was, well, you know what? I have a bloodline. I am from one of the most popular and, and strong families in wrestling history. It's, it's almost similar to Charlotte. 
right? Or or yeah. Cody Rhodes or or the well the Rock because clearly that's his, you know what I'm saying that yeah. he has his bloodline yeah. that he's always yeah. living up to. And third and most importantly, Roman is just like Kevin Owens was a guy that fights for his family. Now there's yeah. three things that that I, I've told you about his character, not about what he does or who he is. Name me three things about Oscar's character. Okay, well hold on though, because I, this is this is why I have a problem with this argument because you've got like your reasons for your characters, what you define as a character, work, but my reasons for what I define as a character don't, and I have a problem with that because I feel like we all see characters differently, or we should. I don't think we should just be able to see something and say, oh, well, that's not a character because I say so. Okay. Okay. Well, like to me, that's a problem. That that is like I see I see her as a character. She's got. She has, to me, I've always thought she can't do a promo very well, but she's always been very good at getting her point across. She has very good uh, quirks and things in the ring. I've always enjoyed watching her, not just the wrestling part, but just the stuff she does. Like when she, you know, when she's in the ring and she's kind of talking shit, you can go back and watch some of her matches with Ember Moon. I mean, for a while they were developing her as someone like, oh shit, she's about to, she's about to lose, right? So she's having to cheat now. Like she cheated to be that was a real character, absolutely right. So they haven't gone back to that well necessarily with her in WWE, which is that's on them. You know they can use that if they wanted to. She's already lost anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's not like now she has to protect, have a streak to protect. So now that she's lost, it's they've got to. I mean, she needs more. I will agree that she needs more in terms of character development. You could say that. I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura was the same way. He needed more. It was he could couldn't just be the guy with the cool music and the weird like shit he does in the ring forever. He needed something, and they gave him something. Right? He okay. became the nut shotting, no speak right. English character. But, okay, so let me explain the difference between because I, I I don't want you to feel like I'm I'm being unfair to you with my thought process. But let me explain the difference. Okay, the difference is I always go by what's canon. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going by my opinion on something. I'm going by what's told to us on television. Every time Roman talks, he talks about his bloodline. I'm talk- not talking about Joe Annoy when he's being interviewed in real life. I'm talking about on camera. He talks about his bloodline. He talks about winning the big fight. He talks about providing for his family. Am I wrong? No, not usually. Okay. No. Okay. These days, these days he's just kind of like a shit talker. But yeah, it's fine. sure. Well, he's been he's been pushed. So right. Much, right. He's in a lot of, he's in denial too, but go ahead. Right. Okay. The, now with Oscar, I understand she doesn't speak English, but what the, the not commentary, well. not well, <laughs> well, I really, maybe not at all. She doesn't speak English at all. Like yeah. I know some Spanish words and I speak Spanish. Um, the, the, the commentators or the vignettes have told us nothing about her character other than she wrestled good. That's not a character. But but I'm not but I'm not I'm not talking about her wrestling though. Like I feel like you said she's badass. Badass can't be a, a badass right. isn't a wrestling character to me. Okay, well that's fine. I mean if that's how you see that, that's fine. But I don't think everybody has to see it that way. And at the same time, I'm also telling you that I don't think that I think you can have a character in the confines of a wrestling ring, but it doesn't like okay like I said, she's got all her okay. This is a good example. Like, or this is I can't believe I'm pulling this name out of out of a hat, and he has a character outside of the ring too. But gold dust, right? All the weird shit he does in the ring. All that weird shit he does where he's getting up in your face and snapping his teeth at you and all that stuff where he's all that yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The breathing you know, stuff, yeah. Oscar has interesting little quirks like that in the ring. Now, I don't I haven't been watching SmackDown that much lately. So if she's if she stopped doing all that stuff, that's one thing. 
But I mean, you know, there's what was it? Was it Ember? This is back in NXT, of course, when Ember tore his shoulder up and they were having their match and Ember, Ember had that shoulder injury and Oscar's kind of laughing at her in the ring and pointing at her shoulder and doing all that stuff. Like she has in ring characteristics that work for okay. me. And for me, it's hard for her because of the fact that she, I, I do think the the English thing is a problem. And I think we've kind of talked about that with Shinsuke, even though he speaks English, but like, well, <laughs> I think we've talked about that before, you know, that it's going to be a hindrance to these people on the main roster. And to me, once again, if you know this going in, I don't know what she's supposed to do. You know, like she can't get on there and cut a promo about her character. No, no, right? you're right. You're right. Okay, so hold on. Let's back up. You're absolutely right. She has a character inside those ropes, right? We, you and I both know, we can't speak for the fan base listening, but you and I both know that the character inside those ropes don't sell shit. What gets you yeah. to the, what gets you there is the character outside of those ropes, right? Sure. No, okay. I would agree with that. Yeah. So, so that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I mean by she has no character. Well, see, that, they're that, absolutely that may, that may different. Fair. They're absolutely different. So in the in the scope of a streak, the problem with the streak is the streak doesn't become about building your character, right? About about letting us know who you are as a wrestler, why you're wrestling, what wrestling means to you, what you feel about certain things, how you feel about other people. They don't, don't know nothing about that because you just keep winning. Right. Now I would so agree. When I you, do agree with that. So when you when you lose. You know, when you lose, then people look at you as, well, you're the person. We only care about you because you won. What do you have to offer us? Asuka right. has nothing to offer us because she's losing now, right. which is the problem. So the entire time, that's why I hate streaks, because the entire time she was winning, they never thought that they needed to build a real, relatable, or understandable character. Right. right? Well, I mean, then, so we have to put that on them. We can't put that on her. No, I'm not, right? I never put it on her. No, I'm not her. saying you were. I'm just saying. Right. With that said, right. But you have I'm to put that on them because absolutely. I mean, she, I mean, she is limited by what she can say and what she can in the ring. So she needs something. It's the same thing with someone like, um, fucking. I mean, this is going way back too. But like Tajiri, right? He's a Japanese wrestler. I speak very good English, but they made him kind of like spit green mist in your face or what? But I mean, what was his character? He was the Japanese buzzsaw. Yeah, the, yeah like, he didn't have much of a. He didn't have much of a. Of yeah. a character on his own when he was with other people he had great characters. But let me flip it for you. Let me give you somebody more recently. Andrade Cien Almas. Un- so Andrade Cien Almas has always had a character. Yeah. Right? And he doesn't he doesn't speak much English much English to begin with. When he started off, he was a playboy. Right? Sure. And then he was a playboy who had the lineage of the mask, took it off, and was out here living his best life. Kept right. losing. Right? <laughs> yeah, Decided yeah. to turn on people and become and become evil because he was sick of losing. But Instead of being sick of losing and instead of it motivating him to be better, he just said, screw it. I still got all the girls. I'm going to just bang them all when I want and stop caring about the matches. And then Zelina came, which is what redid his whole thing. But he had a a truly discernible, understandable character. So it's not a a language barrier. It's just that she doesn't have a character. Right? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I'm with you on that. But Andrade can can speak English better than she can. Not really. I kind of, I mean, to me, I mean, I'm not saying he's understandable. But I mean, I, I get, I don't, I just don't know what they're supposed to do with her. Like, I mean, you have things with her. It's not like she, to me, like her look and everything has always been very interesting. So there's something they haven't capitalized on with her in terms of that. Cause you can't sit here and tell me that Oscar, like when you see her, when she comes out and she's got the cool robe and the sweet ass mask and the cool music, and she's got all that stuff. 
It's just like Shinsuke. It's there, but it has to be fleshed out. And there's only so much she can out. do to flesh it out, you know? Right. But with Shinsuke, and I understand he speaks English, but with Shinsuke, but when, when he was still when he was still the artist, right, before he turned heel. Yeah. You know why he came out that way. Because he was eccentric. Because he was yeah. a rock star. Because he looked at wrestling as the way he looked. He looked at wrestling like a painter looks at art. We understood that. So when he does the little ticks and the, and, and the pop locking and all that stuff, we get it. Right. Oscar comes out with this super amazing mask and this um and this really really robe and the and the walking and the hand. Why does he do that? Well, that's what I'm saying. What that the mask represent? Anybody, but she can't explain it. Like I mean, I get oh, what you're you saying. You said she can't explain it, but hold on. The best thing Oscar's ever done for, and uh, even more than any match he's ever had was the was the interview they had with her. When she was uh, she was at ringside, not ringside, at poolside, talking about I think it was Ember, and she was like, "I'm I'm the best. Who are they? Like I, I the interview was so good, and she was barely speaking in English. Or better yet, let her have a vignette where she's speaking Japanese and have some damn subtitles. Right. Like it's, it's, there's no reason why. And it, um, this is more I'm not I'm not putting I'm not blaming Oscar for this. This is on the company, but. There's no reason why we don't know who she is. What is the mask for? Why does she wear the mask? That's important. Like we know, right. all, we know all luchadors wear the mask because that goes back to Aztec times. We know that means something to a luchador. Well, what does she wear I, the mask for? Another thing that I think has hindered her because of, and I think the language barrier is a problem. Besides that, is you can go like look at like what they did with like the Mae Young Classic or even the Cruiserweight Classic. Like they were able to flesh out who these guys were in like a, 60 seconds, a little bit. Just by saying, okay, this is who they are. This is where they come from. This is what they're about. Blah 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 blah. And they can do that with the Mae Young Classic, but Oscar didn't get that advantage. She was she didn't she didn't have that. She well, didn't what? do all that. She just she came in and she started whooping everybody's ass. But which is it goes back to the original point. Streaks suck. That's like, the point. I mean, yeah, yeah, which we've yeah. been saying that. You know, the reason she didn't have that was because she didn't have to because she was winning. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Yeah. Right. So they never thought. Um, let me say, not never thought. It was never necessary. For her to have to explain anything because she was winning, and of course she has great matches. So yeah, that that smooths stuff off. But now, now that she's lost, and of course she's lost to a person who we all know very clearly is not as good as her. Right. Right. Losing by the dumbest ways possible because you got distracted because a dude dressed up like you, and because a guy was hanging from his foot from from a cage, and you were so focused on him instead of focusing on the girl in the match dumb ways now the fans don't believe in you no more and think about it the fans don't believe in oscar because she's lost three times but then becky lost for a whole year and a half she's the most over person on the brand it goes to show you that they care about becky because she has a character we don't care about oscar because she doesn't well to me it goes to show that they don't really care about oscar honestly well to me they just made her look stupid i mean that's and not losing to Charlotte. That was I was once again fine with her losing to Charlotte. We'll always be fine with her losing to Charlotte, except for the fact that they didn't have a plan in place. They didn't. I disagree. They had her lose to Charlotte, and that was it. What was the plan? I, they didn't I, have a character for her. I think you're right, but I think the plan is for her to to snap At, because she's well, so used to winning, <laughs> and she she's she's so used to winning, and 
so and this is just now this is just an assumption and we need to move on because we talked we talked i didn't know we were gonna talk about oscar this damn long <laughs> um it was more about character and what is and isn't but yeah. absolutely yeah uh and uh yeah but we, we got to keep it moving um but i i think that the, the whole what they're gonna try to what they're gonna try to tell was that either that she she wasn't fully prepared for what the main roster entailed or she lost her focus with all the bright lights or some bullshit and she's tired she got tired of losing the people she knows she should have beat because her head wasn't in the game and she's gonna get her head back in the game and she's gonna come back and she's gonna murder everybody right good I'd, I'd like to see that because I, I do like her I've always liked her but I, I will I mean you're right I don't care about her but to me I don't if you want to say she doesn't have a character, that's fine. I'm, I'm not going to argue like, and say that you're wrong. I don't think that you're wrong. That's how you feel about it. But there's, it's there if they want to take advantage of it. They just need to start explaining things. There's, there's like an outline. Would you at least admit that? There's an outline for a character if they want to use it, but they just haven't done it. I wouldn't even say there's an outline. I would say that there are, I would say that there are morsels that you can put a story together with. But, sure. it's, but there's no coherent outline yet cool but there were definitely very very strong ideas that you can you can take from here and here and here and then make that a coherent story from that yes so fire road dog i'm not gonna co-sign that one one, one bit because <laughs> remember oscar only been there for, for like three months <laughs> oh yeah i know right rod did a lot of the damage um I, I, I want to talk about Sasha and Bailey since we're talking about women for a second. Okay. So I know you've been a very, very big, uh, uh, you've been big, uh, a, on, uh, crit- criticizing the story, right? I have. Yeah. And, and I've been one that's actually enjoyed the story and we could talk about that if we want to, but I really want to, I really want to touch on what happened Monday. Um, so as you guys know, They've been turning on each other and fighting and teaming and this, that, and the other. Well, finally, Bailey had it a few about maybe a month or so ago to beat the hell out of Sasha. Kurt talked to her, and Kurt made her go to, to counseling with Sasha, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did that for two weeks, and they came back, and and Bailey and Kurt Bailey told Kurt, we tried. I think Sasha really tried. I really tried. It just ain't working. This, I don't think we're going to be able to be friends anymore. And, and Kurt told her that uh, you guys are more valuable together. So if you guys need to tag, you're going to tag tonight. We're going to try to make it work one more time. And if it doesn't work, when you're going to get traded to SmackDown. They go out and they have a tag match. And in the tag match, Sasha goes out of her way to protect Bailey at a certain point against Dana Brooke and Alicia Fox. And I think the match ended in disqualification, whatever. But in the backstage, Bailey was like, what are you doing? why you want to stick up for me now but then all this other stuff and finally sasha snaps goes off and saying you know what i'm so tired of this i you know i hate talking about my feelings but you keep forcing me to you know uh i i i i get everybody likes you loves you i get that you're a nice person i get that you do all this and i love that you're this and i love that you're a role model and stuff you just don't get it bailey i love you and walks off yeah most interesting part of the story so far to me, yeah, like they actually absolutely. caught my attention a little bit because I have been completely tuned out before. 
Absolutely. Uh, I understand. Yeah. I do know that. I do feel like they're trying. They're 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 trying to. I mean, obviously, I feel like they're trying to drag it to SummerSlam because it's going to be in Brooklyn and all that. And I'm I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, but I think what you wanted to touch on. Go ahead, because I know I know you wanted to touch on a little bit different. Well, I definitely want you to go jump in on it, but I just want to say that I think I think it says a lot about not just our fan base as wrestling fans, but our society in general that a woman told another woman that she loves her. And the first thought was that, Oh, they're doing a lesbian storyline. Yeah. And they say it so offense, like they're offended about it. Cause first, first of all, if they were doing that, why are you offended about it? Second of all, that's not what they're doing. I mean, if, if I tell you what, if come to find out that's what they're doing, I will throw myself out the window. Okay. I will. I'll record it. I'll have my wife throw me out the window. I'll let her do it because that's well, not what's going on. Than you. <laughs> it's, it's what they're best friends. Okay. I have lots of friends that I care about and love. Okay. Love is not, love does not mean in love. Love does not have to mean sexual. Love does not have to mean relation. Like we're having like yeah. a boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 those kind of relationships. That's not what it has to mean. Okay. You know what I mean? So I don't I'm like, yeah, it's it's so just when people start saying that, I'm like, really, guys, come on. Like, are y'all just tro- are y'all trying to troll now? Like, I, I just can't understand why people feel that way. And the thing about it is you've you've enjoyed the story you said. But yes. I know I'm not alone in my criticism of the story. No. And, and it's, so, it's very valid criticism, by the way. Yeah. And so but I think that it's it's a shame because for those who were critical and they see this and think like me and, and think, oh. This is an interesting turn. Like I could get with this and see where they're going with this as opposed to therapy. Right. And then you get on the internet, the evil internet that I love and hate at the same time. And you see people that are like, huh, lesbian, like grow up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, seriously, it's, it's sickening, dog. It's sickening. First and foremost, first and foremost, if they were doing a lesbian storyline and I would be absolutely floored and shocked too. So the fuck what? Right? Yeah, most people, most people look back. Most people look one of the most, one of the most before the, this this new era of women's wrestling, the women's de- evolution or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. The most, the most, uh, the story we most fun looked looked back at with women was Mickey and Trish. That was a lesbian storyline. So chill. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one. You could even you could almost kind of say lay cool a little bit. They loved each other. I mean, they were always. I mean, you well, know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, the the iconics are more of, okay. of sure. that than Lay Cool is. Right. They call each other their life partners. So right, you know, yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, but second, secondly, if anybody pays any attention to Sasha, she cares too much about wrestling to put herself in a storyline where the story is gonna overshadow her wrestling. Right. She cares too much about this. This is real to Sasha, right? Oh yeah. Her. Thirdly, and this is probably the least uh, relevant in, in in level of importance, but not only has WWE acknowledged, not Total Divas, not an outside source, but WWE itself acknowledged that Sasha's married to Mikazi, who My works God. for the company. Yeah. Right. But then we also know Bailey is engaged to Aaron Solo. So I. Yeah, for people that are smart, smartened up to it, yeah. Right, but I'm no, but WWE did a actual video on YouTube about Sasha and Mikazi. I'm not talking about them. I mean Bailey, like yeah, no, that's that's insider, sure. That's yeah. more insider. Like you got to be like more smart, but yeah. So, sure. 
So that's, it's, yeah. it's just ridiculous. <laughs> so so can I can I uh, tell you where I think this is going? Yeah, go ahead. Very clearly, we know they're they're, they're going to clash at SummerSlam. We we get this right. But you I sure think, would hope so. Yeah, right. But I think the reason we've had these twists and turns is for this one reason. Um, when the I think the most pertinent thing, even more important than her saying Bailey, I love you, is that in that in that uh segment was when she said, you know, I hate talking about my feelings. Right. So what I feel like is Sasha is your running the mill career woman, right? who puts all the emotion and stuff behind her to just be a buzzsaw at work and do all this. And remember all this, the biggest part of the divas and the women's revolution was revolved around her and Charlotte. And she's made all these milestones and done all these things. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then she has this one person who's her best friend, but she can't get past because Bailey is absolutely all emotion. Everything about Bailey's emotion. Come out, her Bailey's gonna hug you. I'm I'm the hugger, and I'm a role model to girls because when I come out to the ring, I high five them. Like everything about Bailey's emotion, right? Yeah. Everything about everything about Sasha isn't. Everything about Sasha is calculated, right? Sure. So Bailey forcing Sasha to reassess their friendship reassess what they mean to each other is taking Sasha off the mark. And remember, Sasha, much like a person, if you've ever in your life met a person who doesn't like emotion and they finally show emotion and they're and they are rejected, they shut down that much harder. Remember Well I can relate. Right? <laughs> remember initially Sasha was especially going back to like WrestleMania and all this, Sasha apologized. Sasha was like, I'm sorry Sasha was trying her best, and Bailey was like, nah, I ain't having it. Sure. Sasha shut down even that much harder, which forced them to have more problems. They go to counseling, which I'm sure brings forth a lot more personal stuff. But finally, long story short, Sasha had her, Sasha had her, her, she back against the wall moment, finally had to break down and tell Bailey, look, I love you. I, I, I'm actually, if anything, I wish I was you. I can't be that, but the, the traits you have, I wish I had. And I think that what that's going to do is piss her off so much that she's going to realize that, you know what? I, I can't do this. When I was successful, I didn't give a shit about nobody. And you're right. making me care. So I got, I, I have to exercise you from my life to get back to where I want. And so, so what do you think? Loser leaves raw match at SummerSlam. No, I think I don't think anybody's leaving. I think Kurt's gonna come to his understanding when they when he I I really think Kurt's gonna come to understanding that look, you these girls hate each other. You just gotta let them go. Cause I, cause Sasha's I think Sasha's gonna turn on Bailey some serious, some serious, beat the hell out of her, and not like Bailey did, which was just like written like like. Her, go out of her like it's gonna be vicious okay okay and we're gonna see the return of the boss like not not it's boss time but like the boss yeah well good yeah because <laughs> she's at her best really when she's that absolutely agree plus uh i know alexa's there but 
who else who else would you count as a top hill on Raw? Ruby's hurt. Nobody yet. Right. Well, it would have been Ruby, but she's hurt. Yeah, it could have been, yeah. Um so yeah, I don't know if we really have much else to say about that. Do you want to touch on ratings real quick or you want to get to the coup de gras? Uh, if you if you want to touch on ratings, we can. If not, whatever you want to do, man. I told you we got we got time. I haven't been on in a while. I'm down to talk about any and all. Um. Well, so there's there's always a there's always a murmur on the interwebs and on the Twitterverse and the Twitter machine and all this stuff about ratings. So just recently, I believe it was last week, WWE had their lowest rated show. Ever, Monday Night Raw show ever. Am I, am right. I right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. And, and a whole bunch of people who are unhappy with the product or don't watch the product or don't like the product use that as their excuse to say, "Well, see, WWE sucks. I told you so. Nobody's watching." <laughs> so, yeah. rants and caller here to, as we always do, talk you off the ledge and explain some truths to you guys. Okay. So let's explain a few things to you. First and foremost, to think that nobody's watching or paying attention to WWE is absolutely as a 9, as a 10, as a 11, as a 12. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Copyright. Right. Copyright it. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll even go as far to say that you've been hoodwinked, <laughs> bamboozled, <laughs> run amok. Yep. Uh, or run astray, whatever it was. But anyway, okay. The biggest lie told to us on a consistent basis in wrestling journalism is when they when they put the articles out that say that oh well Raw had the lowest rated show ever because it's not telling you the correct story. Clickbait. It's clickbait, and it's and it's, it's, I'm not saying it's not a relevant story to tell, but tell the story correctly. Right. Okay. You cannot compare Raw ratings to other Raw ratings. It doesn't tell the whole story because it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't account for number of Nielsen homes with Nielsen boxes. It doesn't account for the time period in which the show was taken or or the the height of the business. None of that. Most importantly, it doesn't account for the night on which it was watched. So consistently for 25 years, Raw has been, if not the top show, one of the two or three top shows in wrestling. That the night, that that last Monday, the night when it did the lowest rated show ever, of the top five hours on cable television that night, it was three of them. So you really tell me nobody's watching? Right. It's just not as many people watching TV that night. That's what it is. Well, listen, think about it like this: when you, okay, let's take I'm just gonna use like kind of like a sports example, okay, and it doesn't have to do with yeah. ratings, but to make the point. When we're talking about ratings, you want to compare Raw to Raw, or do you want to compare Raw to their competition every night? You compare Raw to their competition. You don't compare mm-hmm. Raw to Raw, like you just said. It's just the same thing in sports. If if Tom Brady throws for 400 yards one week and 100 yards the next week, but they win both times, are we sitting here and we're going to be like, oh, Tom Brady, man, he had the worst game of his life. Meh, they won. You know what I mean? Like That's all that matters. What matters is is the competition. Are you doing what you're supposed to do against the competition? But yeah, one week Brady might throw 400 yards, four touchdowns, and they might beat 
someone 42 to nothing. And the next week he might throw 100 yards, no touchdowns and two picks, and they still win 13 to 10. They still won. Like, I mean, he still won the game. He did enough to win. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you win in spite of the quarterback, whatever. But sure. the, the, the point is still the, the point is still the point. You don't compare Tom Brady to Tom Brady. You compare Tom Brady to his competition. Mm-hmm. And to compare to his competition, you'll find out that he's won, what, five Super Bowls? So, eh, you know, like compared to everyone else, he's head and shoulders. It's the same thing with Raw. I mean, Raw is, other than love and hip-hop, I guess, Raw is usually, and when Monday Night Football is going on, they're, they're top show. Top show. And, so, then, you know, and, and, and also, I want to add real quick, we also, we, me and you talk all the time about the different mediums in which wrestling is watched now. Yes. We, we, we don't have to go in, in depth about that, but I do want to acknowledge that we are in a, a we are in a social media age in which people, there are social, there are social media directors, there are social media divisions. People get paid strictly for social media now. This wasn't the case before, right? Sure. Go watch the YouTube numbers. Oh yeah, they're huge. Go look at the, uh, the 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 mentions nightly on when Raw's on and when SmackDown's on. So it's not that people aren't watch. It's not that people aren't wa- people aren't watching television as much as they used to. Plus, also th- that number doesn't account for DVRs. It's live. It's live television. But right. Anyway. But it's not that just people people maybe people aren't, aren't watching on the television medium anymore. But they're they're paying attention to the product, which is ultimately the goal. Listen. I don't I, – I didn't watch wrestling for like a solid three weeks. Didn't watch Raw for like three or four weeks straight. I still have – I still know what's going on. Like, and the funny thing is the people that do this that are like, oh, the ratings are in the tank, somehow they still seem to know everything, everything that's happened. going on the show. Mm-hmm. How? Like you hate it so much and you can't wait to just shit on about the ratings, yet you still know all the stuff that's going on? Can like, I are you? Do you just need to be informed? Is that what it is? Like, can I flip it for you? Yeah, go ahead. I have talked ad nauseum about how much I hate Impact and will never ever watch it again. Right. Right. I just saw an article that apparently D'Angelo Williams is coming back. Yeah, I heard about that. I didn't know that. You know why? I don't care. I don't watch it. <laughs> you don't in keep fact, up. this. In, I, I just also saw a tweet. Retweeted on my timeline today that apparently Moose is fighting Austin Aries. I didn't know Austin Aries was still the champ. You know why? I don't care. Right. And right? and I'm not hating on Impact. If you like Impact, that's your thing. Absolutely. But more people don't care about Impact than they do about Raw because they are not pulling the numbers that Raw pulls. Guaranteed. And that wasn't the goal for me to bring that up. My goal in bringing that up was that I'm bringing you, it up. <laughs> if you really do, well, thank you. If you really, if you really say you don't like a product, you don't care about a product, or it doesn't mean anything to you, or this, that, and the other, then you wouldn't keep up with it. I don't give any, I don't care any slight morsel about impact, so I don't keep up with it. Right. I don't know anything about it, anything, unless a retweet, unless a tweet is retweeted on my timeline. Right. I'm with you. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't keep up with impact either. I see things that pop up on my timeline. And that's fine. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with watching Impact. Like I just said, if that's your, if you like it, watch it. And if you, and I have no problem with people who watch it trying to encourage others to watch it. You should do that. If you care about something, you should encourage people to watch it. So that's fine. Um, and maybe one day I might go back and watch it. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't. I hardly watch WWE that much. 
So uh, the odds of me going and watching anything else are slim. And people like to get on me about that and say, oh, well, well, New Japan, well, you know what? Cool. Like, that's fine. I have limited time. (laughs) So I don't like, and I'm not trying to hate on people who have all the time in the world to just sit around and watch wrestling. I know a lot of people do that. Good for them. But yeah, man, this whole, this whole idea that like, we're, we're so closely watching WWE and their ratings and waiting for them to go in the tank. What you should be watching is their stock price, which by the way, continues to climb up over $80 at the moment. Just saying. And, 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 uh, there's not very many people in this world. Um, and especially in the wrestling world, uh, in our bubble that I respect more than Chad, Chad Matthews, the doc at LMP. Right. And Chad is one who's been very critical of that argument about the stock price and the TV ratings because the argument that he uses, as many other do, many others do, is that the 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 business success of WWE doesn't mean or equal to the to the to the to the critical success. There is truth in that, but the difference is that I don't think, and I've said this a million times, and I hate having to repeat myself, but the thing that that the people who are on that side of it don't want to acknowledge is that in an entertainment-based field, you ain't getting paid unless somebody is caring or liking your product. Right. Right? So I understand that the business of wrestling has gotten, or business of live television and television in general, has gotten to the point where a company might value the fact that it's just live television episodically every week with no questions, no problems. I get that. That is true, right? Yeah. But you're also not acknowledging that just because you don't see, you don't like what's going on, or you don't see tangibly that, oh, only 2.5 million people watched Raw this week. Well, count them. That's on. That's in America. Count the millions that watched, that watched it on uh, YouTube or through GIFs or the Twitter or Facebook, or Instagram, or Snapchat, or Hulu, then you're not counting all the people overseas, right? The UK, and they just signed a new deal with Romania, and they got a deal with India, and they got a deal with Australia, yep. and eight, like, so, it's so, things are so much bigger than your little bubble. Well, it's very, it's very American of us to think that we're the only fucking people who give a shit about that, yeah, that we are the only ones who matter. Ah, well, we're not watching it here, so nobody's watching it anywhere. Okay, tell that to the people like in other countries who still think the shit's real. Like, <laughs> come on now. Like, we are not the only people on this on this planet. That is the thing, regardless of what you know. I'm sorry if it hurts your feelings, but America is not the only country in the world that watches wrestling. America. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's how I get sometimes. That's how I feel people are when they get on this ratings. This ratings kick. It's just the United States. So, but yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and it's and not only is just United States, but it is a medium that is not only is dying, but is not the main indicator of success. I listen. I'm a big WWE fan. I go. I take breaks. You know that. I've said it before. I, I will say it again. I do take breaks when I get disinterested from time to time because I feel like that's what what I should do. Yeah. Um, but. I'm a big WWE fan. I like a lot of things. I don't even, ha- I don't have a cable subscription. Like I watch, if I watch raw, I either watch it, go watch it at a friend's house or I watch it on Hulu. I have streaming services. So I have Hulu. I have Netflix. Um, I have HBO stuff like that. Like, Hell, that's, huh? Hell, or YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. If yeah. I want to find like, for me, like I've 
three hours sometimes is a slog to get through for me. It isn't for everybody, but for me it is. I got shit to do. Sometimes I can't watch three hours of television, you know? So I'm going to, I will watch it on Hulu and get the hour and a half cut. Fill in the blanks. I can go fill in the blanks online. Maybe I don't need to see that backstage segment where our truth is worried about Ty Dillinger on SmackDown. I don't need to see that. Doesn't matter to me because they're not going to be on that. Like it's a cool little, a little fun little 10 second thing, but in the grand scheme, it's nothing. So, you know, that's kind of how I am sometimes. I'll hit the main points for me. So and can I end it with this? Yeah. At least this topic. So if Raw sucks that bad, but it's still getting much more viewers than SmackDown and SmackDown's critically acclaimed, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. It's 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 the same like it reminds me of the Academy Awards where the movies that win all the big big awards nobody watches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, these are the best movies, nobody watches them. It's it's skyscraper, which is mind numbingly stupid plot. It's making all the money. You know hey, what I mean? Hey, not too much of skyscraper. I saw it and it's a hell of an enjoyable movie. Oh no, I want I haven't seen it. I'm just I've heard that it's it's a popcorn flick. You know, it's not meant to have this deep, broad meaning but, about life and whatever. But every movie doesn't. Right, exactly. Moonlight if you've seen Moonlight, that won the Oscar last week, and you're yeah. and you're a movie you and you're a movie snob. And I say that lovingly and insultingly at the same time. But I watch all kinds of stuff. Right. If you've seen Moonlight, it's a beautiful movie. I bought it. I own it. I love it. But I'm not going to watch that as many times as I'm going to watch Skyscraper when I buy that thing when it come out. It just is what it is. It's the same thing with, like, the Marvel Universe. You're going to, like – most of those movies, they're good and they have a lot of – They're really good. But, you know, they're not ever going to win any, like, Academy Awards for Best Picture. Not yeah, you're happen. not gonna see Infinity War and and for up for best right. for best that doesn't picture. Mean, that doesn't mean, but it's making all the money. Okay, uh, Infinity War is gonna make way more money than Moonlight or any pick an Academy Award yeah. winner from the last twenty years. Crash. Other than, other than um, the year the Lord American of the Rings. Beauty. Other than yeah. Lord of the Lord of the Rings: Return of the King when it won Best Picture. That's the last big box office movie I can remember that won Best Picture. Yeah, that's it. I mean, and I, we're getting on movies here, but it's just to make the point that. Yeah. Be critically acclaimed. It doesn't mean you're making bringing in that much money in, yep. you know. Yep. So, uh, yeah, there's different ways to look at it. That's all I'm saying. Um, so I think the last thing we we really need to get to um is uh this damn Iron Man match, man. Just lead it in. I don't even want to talk about this shit. Lead it in, bro. <laughs> this shit makes me so mad. All right. So st- oddly enough, what I did watch of Extreme Rules, I made sure to watch. AJ and Rusev, which is what I wanted to watch. That was the match I wanted to watch. And then that didn't main event. So I went ahead and went ahead and watched the next match, which was the Ironman match for the IC title between Dolph and Seth. And let's talk about Dolph first. Dolph has, for a long time, Dolph was very much in the good graces of wrestling fans. A lot of people love Dolph. I like Dolph. I still like Dolph to some degree. He kind of has fallen off over the years. I think more or less people just kind of became indifferent because they felt like WWE wasn't ever going to like put him like much like everyone else they complain about. WWE isn't going to take Dolph Ziggler and make him the guy. So fuck it. On to the next guy. Well, in a lot of ways that right now, one of those next guys is Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth, Seth has been the guy for a little before, though. So he has had that major push where he was the WWE champ and he was in all the big storylines. And so now it's kind of like, it's kind of like a tale. It's almost like they're mirror images of each other in a way, except one 
went further than the other. Well, Dolph is in a little bit of a resurgence now, and he's and him and Rollins have had a really good storyline. They're outstanding in the ring together. They've got good chemistry. Of course, they're great wrestlers. We know all this. This isn't new information. But the fucking audacity. Ooh, ooh. Oh, my ooh, God. Ooh. And Wait listen, a minute. I'm, I sat back in my chair for a second. Listen. Listen. Mm, okay. I just want to say this. I understand the argument. I don't agree with it. I understand the argument that people make that, well, they paid their money. They can do what they want. You know what? Fine. Let's use that argument. But the next time you do that shit to someone like Rollins, who you've been clamoring for over Roman Reigns for the last six, seven months, ever since Rollins, maybe even a year now that Rollins really like changed his character and became someone that we were interested in again. Monday Night Rollins. Yeah. So the next time that you decide that you want to go to a a match or go to a pay-per-view and shit all over a match that you wanted, you wanted to main event, you didn't want to see Roman in the main event and you didn't get it, don't fucking bitch when they go right back to the Roman Reigns well because guess what? You've proven that whether it's Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, the the ghost of Chris Benoit, that no matter <laughs> that no matter what, you're gonna be in business for yourself. You just you you want to have a good time and hey, if you're having a good time, more power to you. But don't get mad. Then just go to have a good time and don't get mad with what they're doing on the show. Because fuck all that. Like the, the fucking audacity. If you want to boo and, and chant shit and, and count the whole time, fine. Fucking do it. Just don't next month when Roman Reigns, if Roman Reigns at Summer, is main eventing SummerSlam, I don't want to hear your mouth. I don't. Fucking get over it. Because you just proved that you're going to do the same shit to Seth Rollins that you're going to do to Roman Reigns. And your opinion means nothing to me. It means nothing. But and that's that's it, it bugs me so much. I sat there and I'm like, watching this match, I'm like, okay. It was cute the first time. Okay. Ha 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 ha. 10987654321 and I get it. The whole fucking match. And then when they take the clock down, they're just randomly doing it because they can't see the clock. I'm like, there's 23 seconds left in this minute, and I just saw heard them go, eh. That makes no sense. They shit all over the match, which was a good match. And you can say it was a little overbooked if you want to. And there was a lot of falls, which I don't really didn't really bother me. I thought it made it kind of different. They did something different with an Iron Man match. Oh, but dude, like never in my life have I thought to myself, wow, you complain about seeing Roman Reigns at the top of the card all the time. So you boo him and you shit on him. And then you say, we want Rollins. That's who we really want. And then they give it to you. And you do the same shit. The same exact thing. Well, the fucking audacity, Rance. Now go ahead. You've been, me and you have been friends for a long time now. Yeah. Me and you have been writing and now podcast partners for just as long, almost. Yeah. What have I been saying the entire time? I don't remember. Fans are full <laughs> of shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not all so, of them, by the way. I'm, not all of them. This is In just, general. Right. right? And, and, you know, I hate to take enjoyment and negativity, but in this case, I did for two reasons. Number one, everything I've been saying was proven. You don't know what fans don't know what they want. Fans only care about what they want to care about. And, you know, and, and 
and they're full of it because they say they want some, then they get it, but they don't want it no more because it's not what they want now. But that now just changed five minutes ago and all this that and the other. Number one. Number two, I got fired, quote unquote, from a podcast I was on. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, because of my reaction to fan to fan hijacking in the Roman Reigns Jinder Mahal match in Chicago at Money in the Bank. In the mid card. In the mid card. Which they were in again. Which he was in again this last pay per view. But go ahead. You thank you. You added more to the to the situation. I wasn't even gonna gonna talk about that, but yes. But I got fired from a show because of my anger about that, right? Right. Okay. At least you can say I'm consistent. Yeah. Because I'm people people think that that issue I had was only about Roman. No. It was about fans. Yes, I had issues because of it was Roman too, because the point was, well, you don't want him to be a champ. He's not the champ. He's not even fighting for the title. You don't want him in the main event. He's not in the main event. You want him to. You want him to. Uh, you want him to fight. Have have actual storylines and stuff. He had an actual storyline that was heated with gender, and yet before the match even starts, y'all start shitting on it from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the show, in the middle of the show in the death in the death spot no less like at that point clearly you just want to got fired because there's nothing he can do to you apparently but to get back to Seth and Dolph it the my second reason why I found some enjoyment in that situation was because for once all the smarts who hate on Roman who hated that situation with Seth and Dolph finally saw how it felt to be a Roman Reigns fan for once yeah no doubt right. Because all Roman Reigns fans, and I'm talking about grown men, grown women, kids, all of us have to deal with the backlash and the hatred for this dude. And you know what? It is what it is. We can talk about it all day long and what's right, what's wrong, what's fair, what's not, but it is what it is. But now y'all got to see that it really sucks when something you look forward to and a person you look forward to seeing doesn't get the chance to entertain you the way you want to be entertained because a group of people have decided that something is more important than what they pay to see. So yep. let's de- let let me and you or let's do something real quick as we uh, get ready to end the show. Let's debunk some of these arguments or some of these excuses. Okay. okay. First and foremost, one of the excuses I've heard is that, well, it was a four-hour show. We were tired. No, I'm not going with that. Uh, before no, you no, no, I was silent for a reason to basically let you people yeah, think about it. Yeah, okay, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing that because here's my problem with that. The match prior. No, 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 no. Don't talk about the match prior because that's, that's my next point. Don't talk about that. Okay. Well, let's just talk about the fact that it's advertised as a four-hour show, five-hour show if you come for the pre-show. Yeah. And you're complaining about something you paid willing, willingly yeah, paid. You know what you're getting yourself see. into. Okay. I mean, you not do. to mention, not to mention that the show ended about 20 minutes early. Yes, it did. Yeah, it did end early. But secondly, let's talk about the AJ Styles Rusev match. To to your point about them, y'all was hot for that match before. Y'all was hot for that match, so clearly you weren't tired. But let's talk about the second argument or excuse is that, well, we want to see the world title match main event the show and not the IC match. Okay. That's fair. 
and that's absolutely understandable. But let's 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 talk about something that has let's talk about the precedent that's been set. Okay, can we talk about the precedent that's been set? Yeah. When Hulk Hogan fought The Rock at WrestleMania 18. Remember that match? I do. And it wasn't the main event. No, it was not. Chris Jericho versus Triple H was the main event. All the prevailing, all the talk about about that afterwards was how Jericho and Triple H shouldn't have been the main event. It should have been Hogan and Rock. Well, why should it have been Hogan and Rock? Because it was the biggest story on the show. Am yeah. I wrong? No, you're not. Okay. Let's fast forward to the next most relevant time that's happened, and that's WrestleMania 25. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Orton and Triple H close. Okay. Yeah. That match was looked at as a disappointment. Yes, it was. Because they well, there was issues with the match in general, the way it was laid out. But because, well, Undertaker, Triple H, Undertaker, and Shawn Michaels had the best story, biggest story, right? Yeah. I'm gonna ask you, sir. What WrestleMania 26? What was the last match of that show? I actually don't remember, but go ahead. You probably know. The Undertaker, the Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels in the rematch when Shawn Michaels lost and retired. That was at the main event. Okay, I know. That I knew was that was the last on. match of the show. Yes. Okay. The show ended with Shawn Michaels waving goodbye to the crowd. A precedent has been set in WWE, especially this year, right? Or at least this past eighteen months, since we're in July, nineteen months, that the last match of the show does not have to be the main t- championship match. The last match of the show is often the biggest story. Typically, yeah. Right? And and I'll and and I'll and I'll offer to you what fans hated, but we're speaking we're speaking realistically here. When Roman Reigns beat Samoa Joe at payback, Shinsuke and AJ went on before that. Mm Mm-hmm. But that was a double dick kick match. (laughs) Yeah. Right? It was. But what was the biggest, most promoted match on that card? Roman and Joe. So, and I can, if I think harder, I'm sure I can go even further to think about, to think of matches, you know, that would, are, that are fitting my point as well, right? Uh, The Royal Rumble ended with the Women's Royal Rumble, not in a title match. Right. Brock defended that night. AJ defended that night, right? So and th- sure that's that's a that's the match that the show is built around, but nonetheless. So well, it also but they they had two rumbles that night. Went on right. after the men. So right. the but the show was promoted mostly centered around the first women's Royal Rumble. So of course it went on last as it should have. So knowing that, if you have if you had watched this past month of wrestling, you didn't watch. So even better, if you had just paid attention to the chatter about this past month of wrestling, what match would you think was the biggest and most biggest story and most anticipated match on that Extreme Rules card? Well, I'll tell you this. It's it, it's one of two to me, and neither one of them are AJ and Rusev, as much as that's the match I wanted to see. It was Seth and Dolph, and in my opinion, also Roman and Lashley. Absolutely. And, and hey, I wanted to see AJ. That was the match I was most looking forward to. But then again, I also don't really give a shit about card placement. 
<laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a different breed, I guess. I, the card placement doesn't bother me that much. It, it should. But I'm just debunking these arguments yeah. because people are these are arguments people are giving as to why they had not only did they have the right to hijack, but they were absolutely right in hijacking. Let me give my next argument and excuse that we can debunk, if you don't mind. The next one is that they did not give us the. I'm, I'm not going to go there first. The next match is that we don't we didn't want Dolph Ziggler in that spot. I, I would ask the pre- people who said that to go back and watch this past this past month of Raw, just this past month, and when Dolph came out to face Rollins at the uh, in the in the open when he won the title, match was super hot. Yeah, right. The rematch they had when uh, they went 30 minutes, which is the reason why they had the uh, why they had the Iron Man match match was super hot in fact i believe that match ended the show yeah well, they've been That's promoted the- as main event because the ic title has been promoted as the top title on okay. raw right but but I'm, I'm directly speaking to that oh we don't like Dolph. Dolph has been getting some of the best pops of his career these past few months especially this one Dolph's and been people- very interesting and people have and people have been super hot about Dolph and Seth and their matches. So it only makes sense that WWE would say, "All right, y'all went 30 minutes. There was no fall. Well, let's give you 30 minutes to get all the falls you can get." Okay. Yeah. So, so the idea that we didn't want to see Dolph is, I think, absolutely asinine as well, which leads to the next excuse to be debunked. They didn't give us the match that we wanted to see. I'm going to give you some facts, but I want you to jump in with your opinion before I give you some facts to, that's going to show how stupid that is. Yeah, I mean, well, what match did they want to see? Just a regular singles match? I mean, first of all, this is the pay-per-view that they were already shitting on because there weren't enough extreme rules type matches, right? Mm-hmm. There weren't, like, extreme rules has always been, it started out as, like, you know, kind of weapons and those kinds of things. But now in a lot, it's been different types of matches. Well, this year there well, weren't stipulation just, matches. Yeah, yeah, stipulations, and there haven't been. There weren't a ton on this on this pay per view, but there was. What do they want to see? They want to see Hell in a Cell. Do they want to see submission. What do they want to see? They got an Iron they, Man match. It's a, it's an it's an extreme rule. There there was a tables match on the on the on the uh yeah. tables match. There was there the was an extreme rules match. The there yeah. was a cage match. There was quite a, there was a few okay yeah they, well they want there was ten matches on the card right twelve if you count the appreciate yeah they, they I think it was just the whole idea of like okay the pay per views extreme rules and seventy five percent of the card is regular matches okay but I, I'm not, I'm not I don't even care about that I'm just saying yeah. that all I'm saying is well, did you want just a regular singles match because you were well, bitching about there not being enough extreme rules matches well I think what what I think what the what the illusion is is that they wanted to see them wrestle a different style. Not a different Iron Man is fine, but I guess they didn't like the all the pinfalls falls, and it was too many falls in the match, which is why I have some facts to that will debunk that. May I? Yeah, go ahead. There have been 16 Iron Man matches in the history of WWE. 16. Okay. Okay. 
I am going to name, I'm not going to name the matches, because that's irrelevant who was in them. But I'm going to give you the scores, or the pinfall, the falls of each match. May I? Yeah. The first match, the score was 3-2. to two. Second one, 3-2. to two. Third, 1-0, and that's the match we all remember between Sean and Brett at WrestleMania. Fourth, 6-5. to five. Fifth, four to three. Sixth, five to four. Seventh, four to three. Eighth, two to one. Ninth, a two-two draw. Tenth, one to one, another draw. Eleven, I'm, that was tenth, I'm sorry. Eleventh, six to five. Twelfth, three to two. Thirteenth, two to one. Fourteenth, three to two. Fifteenth, four to three. And then five to four. So then the next question is, well, Rance, you know Iron Man matches used to be just be an hour long. This was 30 minutes. That's way too many falls. Let me give you the fall counts for the 30-minute matches, may I? <laughs> yeah. Okay. The first 30-minute Iron Man match ended in a 4-3. to three. The second one ended 2-2 two, two tie. The third one was 3-2. to two, Fourth was 2-1. to one, Fifth was 3-2. to two, Six was four to three. So if you look at the history of Iron Man matches, Iron Women, because there have been two involving women, it is normally filled with a bunch of falls. Yeah. What's the excuse now? I, I don't know why anybody gets so worked up about it. I really don't. Other than just because they got to have something to bitch about, man. It's got to be something. And, and, and can I go a little deeper? Do you mind if I go a little deeper? Yeah, go ahead. So, I'm sure people will say, well, I can understand the number of falls. I don't like there were so many at the beginning. Okay, well then, there's, now we need to talk about the story of the match and the feud. I think that two things that, three things that are established in this story is one, Dolph knows his career has been as a guy who can't close. Right. He's acknowledged this numerous times, right? So he brought in a closer. He brought in a closer. <laughs> Number one. Number two, it's been acknowledged by the company and the crowd and the announcers that Seth is on the run of his lifetime. Sure, yeah. Okay. And thirdly, there was a big worry by Kurt about Drew being at ringside to affect the match. There was a match that they had to see if Drew would be at ringside or not. Drew won the match, which meant that he was at ringside. That wasn't just done for the hell of it. Right? Three things established in the eyes and the mind of the fans before the match even started. So, in an Iron Man match, I think maybe the problem is we haven't seen an Iron Man match in a while, or at least a singles one. So maybe that's the problem. But it has been a while, yeah. Well, there was one last year, but I mean, I'm talking singles. I think the, I think we have to remember that the point of an Ironman match is that you have falls to give up. So there's strategy involved. For example, if you're in a submission, don't fight through it. Tap, eat, tap faster, so you come back and you're not hurt. Right? There's there is strategy in the match. Yeah. Dolph got Dolph got rolled up. It happens. People get rolled up all the time. No big deal. 
then Seth curb stomped Dolph and beat him clean, which made Drew think, oh, you know what? I got to step in. I got to do something. Yeah. He comes in. Dolph loses the fall, but he gets the holy hell beat out of him. Seth does, which allows Dolph feasibly and understandably to get back on the horse. Yeah. He got right? two quick falls out of that beatdown, and then got another one right after, shortly That's, after. So exactly, but the so idea was to sacrifice a fall so you could get two in return get and close it. Back. It. Yeah. But this makes sense. Am I am I am I the only person understanding this? No, I I had no issue with it. I thought okay that you know you get those two quick falls. You know, Dolph's the champ, like, and he knows he's down 2-0. He can't just and he just got curb stomped. Drew knows that he can't – it's going to be an uphill battle from here on now no matter what. And you're already under the gun with – it's been like five minutes right off the bat. They've already had the two falls. And Drew's like, okay, sacrifice a fall and just destroy destroy Seth. Get kicked out. Dolph catches up. I did what I can for Dolph. I'm gone. Now Dolph's on his own. But I closed At least, at least he has a shot. Yes. Yeah, I, I, t- I made up for one of those – for one of those falls. You know what I mean? I was able to do enough damage – to get him right back in the game. So, yeah, I mean, yep. I, this is – and you can be mad about the amount of falls, but the idea behind why there were so many is fine to me. So, and 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 lastly, I think the last issue that me and you need to talk about and then we probably need to get out of here is, is this, is how this affects Seth, okay? Because you said it earlier in, in that when – you can't be mad when they put Roman back out there because you shit on the guy that you guys say you wanted. Yeah. But do you know that after the show was over, they gave Seth the standing ovation and chanted, let's go Rollins? I think I heard something about that, yeah. So that shows me that you care about Rollins, that either you just hate Dolph that much or you just wanted to do what you wanted to do. So it's that one. It's not the Dolph thing. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to cover all bases. <laughs> well, I'm just, the only reason I say that is because there's no, like, even if you hate Dolph, you're not going to shit on Rollins in the process. Absolutely. You're just doing what you wanted to do. Absolutely. But this, I think this goes to show about fans that there was a strong history of fans not supporting people they swear that they, swear they want to support when they need him the most. And the best example I can give you, I can give you a bunch, but the best example I can give you is SummerSlam 2013. Do you remember that show? Not really, no. That's the episode of SummerSlam when CM Punk fought Brock Lesnar in The Best versus The Beast, and Daniel Bryan fought John Cena for the WWE Championship. I do, I do remember that match. I don't I don't really remember the Punk-Lesnar match that much for some reason, but I do remember the Cena-Bryan match. Punk Lesnar got, I think, four and four and Oh, quarter, I'm sure it did. My memory is trash. Yeah, four <laughs> and a half or four and three-quarter star. It was just crazy. Like, both matches were four plus star matches. I'll go back and watch it tonight, maybe. Yeah. Probably not. I'm lying. But I'll go back and watch it one day. They're great matches. But the reason I bring that up is because that was in the midst of the Yes movement. Right? Yeah. Um, And that's the, John Cena in real life and on camera. He, in real life, he went backstage and said, look, Daniel's hot. Give him a shot. On camera, 
if you remember when they were selecting yeah uh right remember the crowd chanting yes he just chose daniel bryan he just chose that yeah, i do remember that like, daniel yeah. deserves a shot right so you know a lot of the times when in situations like that like some the this was a, this was both matches had a build of at least a month. It wasn't like a couple of weeks. It wasn't a last minute thing. It was they had weeks to build. In in the case of Lesnar and Punk, that was about two months because it was Punk and Heyman, and Lesnar came to protect his Miltic, his 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 advocate, right? Yeah. That show did terrible rate did terrible buy rates. It yeah. did over a hundred thousand less than the year before. Who main event of the year before, you might ask? Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> now, this is what you guys swear you wanted. We want Brian in the main event. We want Punk in the main event. Brian beat Cena clean, lost and lost uh, at the end because of a cash-in, which led to a storyline that should keep you invested. Nobody watched. Hey, man. Daniel Bryan and John Cena in this economy? Come on now. So, so but the point I'm trying to make is, so you wonder why Vince continues to go to Roman, Vince continues to go to Cena, and whatever else you ever want to throw out there that he goes to, whatever, right? The reason being is because he's seen some form of continued success. But when he gives somebody else a chance that the fans swear they want, they don't match. That's the thing. Like people forget, I think sometimes that, and I, I hate to be the guy who does this business thing on people, but people forget that, like, they have, like, there are guys who work within these companies who look at buy rates. They look at data and they say, okay, this for this pay per view we did this number, and for this pay per view we did this number, and so on and so forth. And you can go back and literally look at who. We're the guys headlining those shows and they do those numbers. And so you're, you have trends, you have data that will show you, oh, well, when we put Roman on, it did this number. When we put such and such on, we did this number. Maybe we should put this guy on, right? So it's, once again, it's just like you said, the fans can sit there and do this, go round and round about, well, we wanted this and we wanted that. But if you if, if that's what you want, you better fucking bring it and watch it and pay attention to it when you get it. Otherwise, to me, it's it's almost like voting, right? You can't complain if you yeah, didn't vote. If you didn't vote, fuck yep. off. I'm sorry. Get out there yep. and vote. That's I, your one time to show what you want. Yeah, absolutely. When you get what when you have an opportunity to show what you what you really want, you got to do it because they don't always come around. You know. And and in this particular case. It's just hilarious to me that the point you're, you, you'd rather prove a point than support a guy, which is going to prove bigger point than you're pro- trying to prove. <laughs> yeah. So if you wanted Daniel Bryan in 2013, that, that pay-per-view should have got a million views, a million buy, right, buy rates, because then the point you would have proved is that Daniel has deserves to be in the main event. Not we want him in the main event. So hijacking cool, all that does is ruin the show. They ruin it. Cha- it ruin the show for the next few 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 months because nobody else could get any could get any interest other than Brian, right? Yeah. But had you had you supported that night, do you really think that Brian would have got de pushed 
quote unquote, for those few months. Not if he's bringing in all the money. Not if he got a million bot rates. So Seth, right? Seth is Seth has been the one guy in this in, in these in these in the four years since the Shield broke up. Seth has been the one guy outside of Roman who has been a full timer who has gotten legitimate and um, and AJ of course right who has gotten legitimate top of the le- top of top of the card pushing. Right. I did the article and talked about it that. If you look at it for just num- from a numbers perspective, Seth has arguably been, arguably been pushed harder than Roman has, right? Yeah. So this is an opportunity to get back to the top. He gets the main event over the world title so that you can get your guy and you chant for a clock. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's typical. It's a, like a lot of things that happen these days with fans and within wrestling. Just not that surprised by it. You know, I am. I'm always surprised by it. I'll be honest with you. When it started happening, I was like, why are they doing this? Eh, that's kind of what they do. I'm just not really that surprised because it's in, entitled, spoiled, like, it's just the way it is, man. It's just the way some of them are. It's not all of them. It's not everybody. I saw a lot of people that night when I was going through Twitter and stuff that were like, what the fuck are these people doing? You know, there were a lot of people that that were like, what is going on? So it's not all of you. But it is a select few of you. You know who you are. Well, let me let me let me flip it and make it full circle to the first subject, to the Hulk Hogan subject. I'm never shocked if I hear that a person is racist. Right. But the person who turns out to be racist can be shocking. Yeah, that's true. So I'm never shocked when the fans do something that's crazy. But the situation in which the fans do it can still shock me. And that night shocked the hell out of me that they would shit on Seth like that. And then have the nerve the next night to be mad that, well, man, we want Seth. You give us Roman and Lashley, but we want a Seth. Well, you shit on him last night. <laughs> you want a Seth, then you should have supported Seth last night. Support him every time he's in, every yeah. match he's in. He should get crazy support more than anybody else. And it's crazy because most of the time he does. Yep. And it's just like, why? Like, is this an outlier? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, th- I, like, I don't think it is. Because I really do. I think there's just a... This, I think it's it's mostly the live crowd. I think the live crowd just likes to. They want to be. They want to be the main attraction. They want to be the main event. You know, and a lot of it might stem from those Monday Night Raw crowds after Mania. But I do think that you know. I don't know, man. They. they this is just. This is what they get. And uh, all I'm going to say once again is. If you keep getting Roman Reigns, don't be surprised. Like, I like Roman, so I don't give a fuck. But for those of you who don't, you better do better next time you get your opportunity because they're not going to come around that much. I'm saying, bro, if you really want to support somebody, then support them all the time. Not there should, there should never be a message or there should never be a bigger message to the company than supporting the guy you want. Yep. That Agreed. should be the biggest message you can give. Right? So, you know, you want you guys want to want to want to act, want swear, and want to believe that your that your voice matters. Well, if your voice matters, then when you don't support a guy, it matters just as much as when you do. Absolutely, I think that's a good place to end it right there. Um, anything else you want to holler at, talk about before we get out of here, man? I don't think we pretty much covered it. Yeah, we we've been on here for a while. We we normally don't like to do long episodes this long, but. 
It's been a while. Carl needed to get re-ingratiated into the show. <laughs> uh, and hopefully, once we're able to do this more uh, often, more regularly, um, I'm in fact, I'm even thinking about uh, doing some different formats. Um, maybe doing two Outsiders Edges a week. Um, one with you and one with Kyle because Kyle helps the Kyle, we do more of the non WWE stuff, NXT and G1, I mean, in New Japan and Ring of Honor, uh, and stuff. So, you know, maybe give you guys a little more content and different content because you know, Carl, not damn sure ain't gonna talk about that. Nope. Um, <laughs> no, we are not. I'm not, not one bit. No, not one bit. Um, but yeah, uh, Tell them, what, tell them what they can find you at, brother. Uh, well, you can find me at um, Outsider Curvin on Twitter. Um, K-E-R-V-I-N on that. And, you know, they had the Twitter purge recently where a bunch of people lost their followers, a bunch of followers and stuff. Well, not me. I gain followers. You know why? I don't buy my followers. I promote myself. So just want to throw that out there. Uh, but, yeah, give me, give me a follow on there. I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter a lot. I use Twitter. Dumb. My God. Meltzer gave Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era last last Wednesday five stars. Uh-oh. All right. Uh, you can find me at uh, It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in Dollars. You can follow the show at Outsiders Edge S-S. It's a joke now, but eventually we're going to start tweeting from the account. <laughs> eventually. Um, of course... Uh, I have I've been on a bit of a hiatus from writing. Uh, you know, me too. Um, but I, but I got a column coming soon. That's also the other joke. Yes, well, that, that's a, that's definitely a joke for Carl. <laughs> I actually have a column that I'm planning on writing maybe by the end of this week, and I have a uh, a special series of things on chair shot with some of the chair shot top guys coming out soon. So look out for that. Um, and like Carl said, Carl does write for the site when he decides to actually sit down and write. Um, but no, uh, don't forget, you know, support Social Suplex. Follow Social Suplex at Social Suplex. Um, anywhere you want to listen to us, at uh, look up Social Suplex Podcast Network, Apple Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Podcast Attic, everywhere. Stitcher. Um Shout out to Grown Men. Watch this shit at Grown Men. Pod, uh, One Nation Radio at One Nation Radio. Ricky and Clive, the homies at Ricky and Clive. Uh, Keeping a Strong Style, the New Japan show, which is getting, they're killing it right now. And the G1 is every day. So you want that information, check that out at KI Strong Style. But yeah, man, uh, we out here trying to get y'all this good content. So yeah, keep looking us, keep looking us up. Keep following, keep listening. We appreciate it. We're trying to continue to do bigger and better things for you guys to show you the appreciation we have for you guys supporting and listening. And um, before we go, anything else you want to say, Carl? Yeah, see y'all in a couple months. <laughs> All right. Uh, but before we leave you, we want to remind you that uh, if you did not like anything from the show, uh, <laughs> you have to understand that we are living our dreams and you have to give us credit for that. Yes. Right? Because at least we tried. We gave it our all. We gave it our best. Thank you for listening. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.